We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. It's Freedom Friday. They hate you. MAGA mornings. They hate you when you question them. Your government hates you. They hate you when you expose them. They hate you when you speak out. They hate you when you resist. They hate you when you stand together. They hate you when you fight back. It's a fact. Your government hates you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Another great MAGA morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Let me get my my bearings here a second. Ah, yeah, it's Friday. It's Freedom Friday. See everybody in the chat. It is a great meme. Lauren Eve. She's always rocking it. Lauren, he was great. 
our Freedom Friday show on Friday nights. She did our new intro. But there will no there won't be a Freedom Friday episode tonight. Again, my co-host James is in Jersey with his mom. She's recovering from her heart surgery. So next week I'm sure we'll be back in the swing of things. <laughs> it was such a depressing meme. I I don't know if it is it I guess it's depressing if you know, knowing that everybody hates you and they want to control you, but uh oh that was a collab that was lauren eve that was brandy with a b who's in the chat a lot and little memes i don't know if it was depressing or maybe just uh, eye-opening i don't know how much more your eyes need to be open to realize that your government hates your guts they hate us and they will do everything in their power and throw any obstacle in front of us who just they don't want us to prosper they want to annihilate the middle class at least that's that's what the left wants to do but I'm convinced that a lot of people on the right want that too, the uniparty. Anyway, we have a lot going on. They hate you, but they love your money. Isn't that a fucking fact right there? Dilly Mean Team's always rocking it. Yeah. So we got a lot going on, a lot of news. There's a lot of stuff I want to cover. Freedom Friday, I, I think it's going to be a long show. We'll see how long we go. But I do have to get used to hard stop after an hour because it is official. It is official, official that Monday, LFA TV, I will be starting 3 p.m. Eastern, America First Live with yours truly over on LFA TV. That's rumble.com slash LFA TV. If you're not following their Rumble channel, then you should be just like you're following mine and i'll be over there 3 p.m eastern monday to friday for an hour show and it should be fun you have an interesting audience over there some of you come over there uh, they're not the get fucked type of audience i'll tell you that i will tell you that i've been watching the shows over there for the past like week and uh like more than i do i, I watch some of the shows over there because some of the hosts are friend of mine's friends of mine and uh they're definitely a different audience than you degenerates that are on this show. You're not, you're not seeing a whole lot of get fucked and all that in that audience, <laughs> which is cool, which is cool. I can appeal to anybody, but uh, it should be cool. So America First Live, LFA TV starts Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern. But as always, I will be here every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern with you degenerates on MAGA mornings so I can get my MAGA juice is flowing for the uh, afternoon show. A lot of shows, a lot of shows. But listen, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to do it. All right. Lorraine said, start. Degenerates, I'm offended. <laughs> You're a savage, degenerate, little funk. Thank you. I appreciate it. It should be cool. It was out of the blue. I wasn't really expecting it. But uh, some things happened over there. Uh, LFA TV and a host parted ways. Uh, and I was the, uh, I was the phone call that was made. So that's cool. Someone said, start with George Santos. I wasn't going to start with George, but I guess I can actually, oh, I was going to start with George actually right before George. I just want to, I want to point out a couple things, you know, the DeSantards will tell you polls don't matter because well, DeSantis is doing shitty in every poll all over the United States, including his home state. But then they'll tell you polls matter if DeSantis is 
you know, maybe pulling up a couple points or a half a point. The guy could barely stay in the double digits anywhere in the country. But this had just come out yesterday, and I wanted to share. This is a Florida poll. Ron DeSantard, Rick Meatball DeSantis, literally, he's the governor of Florida, governor of what's supposed to be the freest state in the union. Where are my Floridians? Your wonderful governor, who I don't hate, who I admired, not so much anymore, uh, admired some of the things that he did, that he's done. But the guy's an absent governor now. This is all by design. Changing laws so he can run for governor and he, he run for president. And he didn't have to quit. Basically living in Iowa the past seven months, neglecting his state. Look at this Florida poll. President Trump dominates the meatball in every region. And Donald Trump is a newcomer to Florida. He's a New Yorker. I mean, now he's living in Florida, King left president, like, nah, New York's trying to fuck me at every turn. I'm going to Florida. Ron DeSantis, the governor, who Trump got elected, by the way, the first time. Don't let anybody tell you difference. He is a meatball. Ron DeSantis is a meatball. Look at this. 10% in Miami. Where's, where's, our, uh, where's our token Cuban, Jacko? Where is he? He's got to be in the chat somewhere or he's going to pop in. Big, big Cuban uh, presence in Miami. You go to Miami, all you see is Trump flags. Trump flags and American flags. I want to take every illegal alien that came into this country, along with every pink-haired libtard, send them to Cuba and empty out Cuba completely of every Cuban citizen there that hates communist regimes. And bring them here because they will all vote. I will gladly do that trade. They will all vote conservative. Over the summer, they were telling Cuban refugees on boats, don't come here. We're going to basically blow you out of the water on your rafts. But they, all the other animals can come in through the southern border. Good morning, everybody. I see everybody saying good morning to each other. It's like we're all friends here, like real-life friends. What a community. It's great. I love to see it. We have, to, we have to recruit more degenerates for the morning. Maybe I'll be able to recruit some degenerates over from LFA TV. I'll weed out the, the degenerates there and say, why don't you come over to the morning show before you come over to the afternoon show? All he has to do is say I screwed up, wasn't ready for this, and I'm dropping from the primary and fully endorsing President Trump, and I'll be returning to Florida. Yeah, but he's done. I will never vote for Ron DeSantis ever, not in 2028, not in 2032, never. Ever. So 10% Miami to Trump's 84%. Northwest Florida, 27% to 57%. Palm Beach, 30% DeSantis, 43% Trump. Orlando, 20%. Meatball, 53% Trump. Tampa, 13%. Meatball, 68% Trump. And the and Southwest Florida, 5% Meatball. 68% Trump. Now, granted, you know, polling's polling, but polls should not read like this. If you're a diehard, freedom-loving governor and loved in your state, it just, it just, it just shouldn't be like this. <laughs> it didn't have to be like this, but it is. And another great poll, President Trump holds 51-point lead with every other candidate. Now, of course, this fluctuates, and a lot of them go from 
high single digits to very low double digits. Donald Trump has incumbent numbers. He has incumbent numbers. It's a fact. And we want him to be our voice. We want him to be our warrior. Leading the charge into the war that we're in. We want him to be our justice and we want him to be our retribution because we are at this point with all of the bullshit going on and consistently and constantly going on in our country. We're ready for revenge tour 2024. I don't care what anybody says. I don't want a president that's going to take revenge. I do. I fucking do. I'm done. I'm done with these people. All right, let's get into my boy George Santos here, who I think should run for president in 2028. You know who else only held one term in Congress and became president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. One term in Congress, he ended up being president. I want George Santos to beat all of this. I want him to run for president. <laughs> really do. Listen. I don't trust the government. I never have, and I never will. I think anyone that does, I love people that say they don't trust the government at one side of their mouth and say, but the ethics committee out of the other side of their mouth, you're a fucking retard. You are a retard if you say that, okay? I know George Santos and got to know him really well over the past couple of years, and I, he's a based guy. And when the guy who they said was a Democrat plant, when the guy they then that literally they were saying that, who came in and, and kicked ass in a Democrat district that a Republican didn't that Democrats held for like the past 30, 40 years, and he comes in and he destroys a Biden-held district, a Democrat-held district, wasn't primaried by another Republican was supported by the GOP. He's not a Democrat plant. His voting record speaks for itself. He's better than the so-called diehard Republicans that are not. They're fucking rhinos, especially when you fund to, when you vote to fund the DOD to have drag queens at army bases and you want to give a shit ton of money to Ukraine. George Santos doesn't want to give a fucking dime to Ukraine. Very pro-Israel, and that's fine. I don't care. Not He doesn't want to give them a shit ton of money. It's wild. So, on, and I, I, I told him, I told George Santos, do not say that you're not running for re-election. Run for re-election. You need to run for re-election. And I didn't, I had no idea that he was going to do this. George Santos to retire. Come on, man. It, after House Ethics Committee, how ethical is the House Ethics Committee? Finds him guilty of campaign donations violations. And what about the crooked Democrats? What about the crooked Republicans and the Uniparty? First of all, we didn't really find them guilty of anything. They're referring some things, maybe to the DOJ. They're not even recommending, it seems, like that he resign right now. 
as of right now, he says that he's staying as long as they allow him to, to serve. And he goes and he serves every day. And he's not self-serving. He's not. He's not. He literally just, when they were doing the speaker vote, I was on the phone with him, and he's like, hey, Al, why don't you bring your, your daughter to, to, to Capitol Hill? We'll give her the full tour, and I'll give her my voting card. And if, she, if, if you guys can make it for a speaker vote, I'll go let her uh, go vote for speaker for me. Because I think when you, if you're under the age of 12 and you bring a kid, the member of Congress, can, they can give the kid, they have these voter, voter cards, and they go and they can, they can cast a vote on the House floor. And I thought that was great. You know, he's made the offer several times and other things. And I've called him and asked him for, for things, and he was able to make it happen. He made it happen. Without question, and it's not. And, and I'm not sitting here. I'm not a. I'm not a huge donor to, to George Santos. When he ran for election, I donated a thousand dollars in two five hundred dollar increments. I believe that that's what it was, or a thousand dollars in one shot. I don't remember because I've donated to quite a few members of Congress. But this is bullshit. This is complete bullshit. But the rhinos, just like it says in the article, the rhinos and the Democrats, they needed a scalp and they got one. And they went after the guy who they made sure was indicted by the federal government, who was out on bail at the, to- at, the, at the tune of a half a million dollars on federal charges. But when you, when you look into George Santos, I don't care that he lied where he went to school. I don't care that he lied about business dealings. I care about him cooking in Congress and serving the American people and representing me and voting the way I want him to vote. And he's the only member of the New York congressional delegation that voted that way. 100% conservative voting record. Other ones, 85, 80, 75. Yeah, they're going to vote to can him after vacation. And you know what? They tried to get rid of him a little over a week ago, and it didn't work. And I hope it doesn't work now, but who who knows? <clears throat> they might see that's the thing. They're so fucked up and self-serving that they might vote them out. And a hundred percent, that seat will never be Republican again. And here's where the Republicans are stupid here in my area. <clears throat> they think that they're gonna just be able to run another Republican there and win it. They're not. I don't know if George Santos would have won re-election, but you gotta be in it to win it. And I'm upset that uh, he's not. But that's the thing. Job's dead. The Democrats didn't start this targeting. Republicans did. Republicans started this targeting. Republicans that ran side by side with him, supporting him and taking photos. The Democrats just hopped on the train when they saw freshman Republicans who were elected with George Santos started this bullshit. This was not this was not a, a a targeted execution by Democrats. And that I know is a fact. I don't care what you've heard. Democrats didn't start this. Democrats talked about him. The Republicans got the wheels turning. Anthony D'Esposito, Mike Lawler, Anthony Garbarino, Nick LaLota, all of those New York cuck scumbags that loved George Santos because he was a gay Hispanic and he was giving that face to the GOP and he kicked 
the Democrats balls in. Trust none of them. So the the House Ethics Committee on Thursday released a report on their investigation of freshman New York Representative George Santos. The committee led by Republican found the committee led by Republicans found that Santos violated criminal laws and sought to fraudulently exploit every aspect of his house candidacy for his own personal financial profit. I'm going to stop there for a second. George Santos is a baroque. George Santos is not financially trying to benefit himself in Congress. And he knew that he was successful in some of the business ventures he did, but They went after him legally, and he spent all of his money on legal counsel defending himself over bullshit, over complete bullshit that every other single member of Congress does or has done. The Ethics Committee needs to open an investigation on every single member of Congress. Why is Marjorie Taylor Greene buying $15,000 of defense stock the week before Putin marches into Ukraine. Why is she buying vehicles with her campaign funds for friends of hers who supposedly never worked on her campaign, which is bullshit? can go down the line. There are literally congressmen, one of the congressmen who targeted George Santos who's actively on Capitol Hill selling his voting card for pussy, who will fuck any lobbyist for his voting card. Fact, Anthony D'Esposito. Drunken D.C. bars while his girlfriend works for the Nassau County executive and his door and his boss and his girlfriend's daughter working in the same office. He's in D.C. dipping his doodle in any lobbyist that'll let him for access to his voting card. Find me a member of Congress. Find me a member of Congress that's not corrupt and self-serving and playing the the, the pay-to-play for government favors. They all do it, whether they're running the line of illegal or it's, it's right over it. it. It's illegal, but not illegal enough where I'm going to get caught. Oh, I have defense stocks, but I'm not, I'm not a member of Congress. And if I was a member of Congress, I would not buy defense stocks or trade defense stocks. How, how is that ethical? Oh, because they, they, it, they allow it. They allow that. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. They say he blatantly stole from his campaign. He deceived donors into providing what they thought were contributions to his campaign or, in fact, payment for his personal benefit. Payment for what? Who, who's, who's benefiting? I mean, it's... I wasn't happy that he mentioned that he came out and said he wasn't seeking re-election. And I know his family's been getting abused, his sister and things like that. And it sucks. It all sucks. But the point is, I'm not condoning somebody lying to, to, to their constituents. But he didn't lie in order to get elected. 
he wasn't out there saying, oh, hey, I went, this is all the things that I've done. You should elect me. No, he ran on, these are the things I want to do in Congress and for the American people and why you should elect me. But apparently, I don't look at resumes who's running for office. I think it's stupid. What are you going to do and how are you going to do it? I don't care if you're an uneducated, ass-crack-showing fucking plumber and decided to run for Congress. Tell me your platform, what you're going to do, how you're, you're going to achieve it, and then I'll decide if I'm going to support you and vote for you. I'm not going to, I'm not asking the guy where he went to school. I don't give a shit where he went to school. <clears throat> Everything's a fucking racket. But when you look at everybody, Maxine Waters, she does the same exact stuff. Corey Bush paying for with congressional money, with with campaign funds, paying to have her boyfriend as her security. Come on. Listen, George Santos did nothing wrong. I think it's bullshit. And you know what's sad? They're going to make an example out of this guy because he's a Republican, and this is just another notch on the Democrats' belt with the help of the rhinos and the Uniparty. And they're going to put him in jail. I, would it surprise you? With all of this, that he ends up either in some, he'll do, he'll do federal time. Who knows? Who knows? They destroyed a guy. Rhinos Uniparty members allowed the destruction of a member of their party that voted better than they did. And they openly said when they first got into Congress together because of all of the hype around George Santos, the jealousy was there. George Santos would walk into a room and suck the oxygen out of it because he's in the headlines all the time. But he was getting shit done. Go look at his voting record while you were voting for drag queens to shake their ass in front of fucking kids at military bases and giving money to Ukraine. This motherfucker was on our side not voting for all that shit. Who's the, who's the better conservative? Yeah, no one needs to be a Harvard graduate to, to be in Congress. It's so stupid. I'm going to tell you, overeducated people are retarded. It's a fact. I can't tell you how many people I know with master's degrees that don't have an ounce, or doctorates, that don't have an ounce of common sense in their fucking brain because all they do is know how to look up shit, research, and read out of a fucking book. Stop. Just stop. Those are the people I don't want in Congress. I want American middle class Joe Schmoes in Congress that know what it's like to struggle and live check to check. Not these millionaires who decide, I'm going to go run for Congress to see how maybe I can vote to enrich my already established business. Eat shit and die. I'm sorry. We don't have to agree on George Santos as an individual. You better open your eyes and realize if you sit and do a little research on this guy and his voting record in Congress and what he's accomplished or attempting to accomplish, and then look at the people against him and their voting records and how it really works, maybe then you'll get it. Maybe then you'll get it. It's all messed up. George Santos, 2028. <laughs> I want to see him run for president. I mean, 
I'm an, I, I, I always favor the underdog, especially when it's an underdog that's a, a, a kick-ass American. <laughs> but he lied. They're making up shit about OnlyFans subscriptions. It's so, so the guy's gay. He's not, he's not subscribing to some whores OnlyFans. I can't even get him to subscribe to my OnlyFans. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. It's so ridiculous. Most of it's bullshit. Remember when math teachers said we wouldn't have a calculator on us at all times? I know. Look at us now. What? I'm not doing math in my head, you idiot. I'm going to have a calculator. You're not going to have it all the time. I have a smartphone, you retard. Oh, can I just tell you? I'm going to tell you how much of a retard I am. Speaking of calculators and phones, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, I don't know, I guess from downloading apps, everything moved on my phone. And you know, like when you have your phone, you're so used to like, oh, I know I'm going to hit the button here and it's going to open up the app that I want. I swear, it's like a boomer moment. So like for the past two weeks, every time I want to make a phone call and I, go, and I want to hit the phone icon and bring up the screen, it's the same color. And now it was in the same place as the calculator icon. And, and I'm, I keep doing it. Like, I want to, like, all right, I'm going to order a pizza. And I'm going to pull up the phone. Not the contacts. I'm going to dial the number. And I'm looking like, what the hell? And I'm looking and I'm typing the phone number. What are all these commas into the calculator? And I keep doing it. I told my wife the other day, you know, I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to have to call 911 quick. And I'm going to wonder why it's not going through. And it's because I dialed 911 on the calculator. Oh, yeah. I have to, like, move. This is how much of an idiot I am. I have to move the app somewhere else and, and, and switch them so I know because like my finger, memory, mu muscle memory, I have to hit the, the button. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you since somebody, you, you spoke about the uh, OG Nick talked about the calculator on your phone. Can you imagine how stupid I am? It's been happening for like two weeks and I've just been lazy that I just haven't done anything about it. But yeah, why is the call not going through? Oh, I dialed it on the calculator. That's why. Idiot. <laughs> George Santos for president. I don't care what the ethics report says. I don't care. The ethics committee is about as ethical as the most corrupt member of Congress, which is not George Santos. Like, give me a break. Stop already. Oh, I need, I need a, a sip of coffee. Hmm. Anyway, George Santos for president. I don't care. I'm I'm just I'm really disappointed that he's not running for re-election and giving it, you know, and he says it's because of his family and the abuse and whatever else. I, I'm honestly, I'm really, I'm really disappointed. I'd rather him run and lose than to secede to these pieces of shit corrupt animals that are that are that are taking successfully taking him down. It's like he lost the fight, and that is what it is. What are you going to do? They all suck. All right, we got a lot to get through. Meanwhile, meanwhile, George Santos is going to get railroaded and sent to federal prison for complete nonsense. Joe Biden is allowed to legally steal classified documents as the vice president 
and not get prosecuted. No criminal charges. I'll be working on a 1776 calculator sponsorship. <laughs> oh, I've done that too. You dial the phone number and the and then don't press call and like you're there like why isn't the phone ringing? Oh, I didn't hit send. I didn't hit the I didn't hit to actually make the call. Oh, it's hilarious. Listen, hit the thumbs up button please and leave a comment where the comments live forever. It helps the algorithm. Yesterday, again, for three days straight, we were number one in the live podcast section because you guys are great. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell that means, but it sounds cool to say because I don't know how that algorithm works when a show with nowhere near a viewership that Dan Bongino and Steve Crowder have, and I'm number one in the slot, and they're number, I think, five. Is it like, does it go by the time the show starts? What does it go by? Like, how does that algorithm work, and how does it even make sense? Like, it doesn't work and make sense, but it's cool to say and see. It's cool. It's cool to say, hey, look, I'm number one. And and Bongino and Crowder do a, a live stream together, and they're number five. All right, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely leave a comment in the comment section, not the live chat, before you leave or when you come in. Just say, oh, hey. I'm Joe shit the rag man from, you know, Sea Caucus or something like that. I don't know. You can tell me to F off too. It's all good. All right. Moving right along. We got a lot. It's going to be a long show, I think. It's going to be a long show. You know, I can't shut up. I go on my tangents. You love it. That's why you're here. It means I'm being pushed. Time of show doesn't matter. What do you mean being by being pushed? Who's pushing me? They're going to push me right off a fucking cliff. Guaranteed people at Rumble like you. Is that what that means? Like the people at Rumble notice and they they kind of push it to where they want it to be? I don't know why they like me. I'm a scumbag. All right. Speaking of scumbags, breaking. Special counsel investigating Joe Biden stolen classified document scandal not expected to bring criminal charges. Who didn't expect this? Who didn't expect this? I expected it. But they're literally prosecuting Donald Trump for the same exact thing when he was actually allowed to take things out of the White House. Joe Biden was that he was vice president, and we know it fell into the wrong hands and it wasn't safely kept. I mean, at least in Mar-a-Lago, there are cameras everywhere, Secret Service, among other things. So what's it? They were in a bathroom with a beautiful chandelier. I want a bathroom with a chandelier. This motherfucker had him everywhere, and for all eyes to see, for money, Hunter Biden, no cameras, nothing like that. Just stacked up behind a Corvette. Now, this is good and bad. It's bad at the fact that nothing is going to happen to Joe Biden when he stole classified documents when he shouldn't have even had them in his possession as vice president, apparently. But Biden's about to croak. He does look terrible. I listen, I said impeaching was pointless from the beginning. But well, is this good to the fact that, well, one, there's a good judge down in Florida for the uh, documents case. What is it, that, uh, Elaine Cannon, the Trump-appointed judge, who keeps fucking with Jack Smith, which I'm happy about. If they're not going, if, if this special counsel is not going to press charges 
bring criminal charges against Joe Biden for doing the same exact thing that a sitting president did when he got out as the president. It, will they be able to use that as a, I'm not an attorney, as a defense saying, listen, the sitting current sitting president did it while he was vice president of the United States and possibly a senator. And the special counsel is saying no criminal charges. So you're setting precedent here while the the most former president who was president when he declassified the so-called classified documents and took them did the same thing. Like it, it doesn't compute. So we can look at it as a bad thing, but maybe we can turn it into a good thing. And that's what lawyers are for. No, he didn't fall down. There's a video going around of someone like ridiculously falling down. The stairs, first of all, that was an old video, and it wasn't Joe Biden. I don't know, and it, I think Stu Peters started that nonsense. I don't know why people fall for the stupidest fucking shit because it's on the internet. If Joe Biden fell like that, did you see that fall? And I think it was a piece of a luggage. It wasn't a person. It was like the conveyor belt of the back of the plane. It's not the same stairs that Joe Biden would use, and I don't, I don't even believe it was Air Force One. It might have been two or they have a couple planes like that, a, a smaller plane as well. Joe Biden would be in the fucking hospital if that happened to him. That wasn't Joe Biden, and it wasn't the other day, and people are just like, oh, look, and people are playing it, like, oh, look what's going on again. Stu, Peter, Stu Peters is a grifting, weirdo piece of shit, only driven by money, and will do and say anything for the current thing to grift off of it. It's a fact. Not to mention, he also said, he says, Nuremberg 2.0, Trump should hang because of the vaccines in Operation Warp Speed. That was actually the day I stopped following Stu Peters. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was over the summer. But, yeah, that, that was a bullshit video. That was not Joe Biden taking a dive down the stairs. If he fell like that, he'd be in the hospital. Ha, <laughs> defibs are the new new sexy toy at the White House. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they want to lock up George, George Santos for supposedly subscribing to OnlyFans with congressional money, but literally our taxpayers paid for Russian hookers for Hunter Biden and drugs, and that's okay. Just stop. Just stop. So special counsel investigating Joe Biden is like, nah, there's... There's nothing here. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna bring criminal charges against Sleepy Joe. Red Pill Fight Club. I like that name. Are you new in the chat, Red Pill Fight Club? I feel like I've seen your name somewhere before. But if you are, happy to have you. Awesome. Yes, Stu Peters is a flat earther moron. He's probably borderline half a Q-tard also. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, fuck Stu Peters. Somebody type that in the chat. Fuck Stu Peters. New in the chat, fellow streamer. Oh, cool. I have to check out your Rumble channel. We have a few people here that have their own Rumble channels. I'll check you out. You know what? Fuck it. If you have a Rumble channel, uh, Red Pill Fight Club, drop um, drop your link in the chat. Drop your link in the chat. Happy to have you. 
And uh, we got a great community here. So I'm going to check out your your Rumble channel. Oh, you eye injury. That's not good. Well, get on that and get back streaming because from the sound of your name, news bits, live stream, put your link in the chat if you have a Rumble channel or AP Unfiltered if you find it. There you go, Star Walker. Fuck Stu Peters. Grifting piece of garbage. We have to support the streamers that are on the level. Like a We Are the Show Who Comes In, Red Pill Fight, Red Pill Fight Club, I mean, with a name like that. AP Unfiltered, follow his Rumble channel. Because people like us, regular Americans, speaking the way we do and talking about the news and the issues that are going on in this country, it's important because objective media is dead. It's dead. And I'm, I'm tired of the news actors. I'm... I'm tired of the news anchors that turn into actors and their opinions and it's all money and it's all bullshit and who's sponsoring who I can't stand it anymore. I really can't. And that goes for everybody. I just, it's cool. You want to do it for a living. All right, do it for a living, but don't make it so obvious that all you all you're doing it for is money. I'm, I'm okay with you making money. Don't fucking beg like it's like it's 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 a, it's the only thing you care about. My dog agrees because he's barking. There must be a Democrat act outside. <laughs> oh, we are the show. Dean is my co-host. On oh, there you go. Oh, cool. So we are the shows in here all the time. See, it's a great little family. I love it. I love it. Awesome. I'll uh, hold on a second. Just stand by. Let's do this. Hold on. I'm gonna click. There it is. Red Pill Fight Club. And you got activated eyes. How can I not follow you? Oh, we got to get in more followers. Everybody's got to go over to Red, Red Pill Fight Club and hit the follow. Absolutely. I like the thumbnails. I like what I'm seeing. <clears throat> Good stuff. I like it. All right. Back to this. So Joe Biden's getting away with it. And they're trying to put Trump in jail for it. Classified documents. This is outrageous. Special counsel Robert Herr. Me, I guess that's how you say it. Robert Herr, the special counsel investigating Joe Biden's stolen classified documents, is not expected to bring criminal charges, according to the World uh, Wall Street Journal. Never go full Q-tard, absolutely. Rather, the special counsel will release a report on his investigation. Oh, that'll be great. At least five White House, aid, White House aides, including former White House counsel Dana Remus, who just got subpoenaed, by the way, by the Oversight Committee, were involved in Biden's classified document scandal. The prosecutor investigating why classified documents ended up at President Biden's home and former office is preparing a report that is expected to be sharply critical of how he and his longtime aides handled the material, but the probe isn't likely to result in a criminal case, according to people familiar with the matter, the Wall Street Journal reported. Since his appointment in January, special counsel Robert Herr has interviewed roughly 100 of Biden's aides, colleagues, and family members, including his son Hunter, culminating in a two-day interview with the president last month, which they did at the White House. Special counsel went to the White House on Joe Biden, the president of the United States, the sitting president, and interviewed him on his home turf. Why would you do that? 
When you're interviewing as law enforcement, special counsel, whatever it is, whatever you want to call, you bring the subject in to interview them. You don't go to the White House. There's a level of intimidation there. I mean, come on. Uh, since his appointment in January, special counsel Robert Hur has interviewed. Oh, I, I read that part already. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Joe, yeah, Joe Biden stole a skiff, designated classified documents, and improperly stored them at the Penn Biden Center. Among other places, Biden also stored classified documents in his garage next to his Corvette, which his son Hunter Biden had access to the sensitive materials, which they were renting out that house. Weren't they renting it for like 50-something or $60,000 a month and had people staying there and this shit was just there? Pay to play? Come on. Come on. Hold on a second. Okay. Yeah. Nine boxes of documents were taken from Joe Biden's lawyer's Boston office, and we have no idea what is in those boxes because the National Archives is covering up for Joe Biden because the National Archives are leftist retard run joe biden also withheld information from the senate intel committee merrick garland appointed robert harris special counsel to investigate the stolen documents in january and biden was interviewed 10 months later at the fucking white house on his turf it's all a scam merrick garland appointed by joe biden special counsel everyone's supposed to be you know unbiased they hate us. They think we're so stupid. This is the problem. This is the problem. Last month, Joe Biden's scandal spokesman. Joe Biden's scandal spokesman. I love it. Who are you? I'm Joe Biden's scandal spokesman. Ian Sams said Biden spent two days with special counsel Robert Hur about his handling of stolen classified documents in the White House, probably in the Oval Office. The president has been interviewed as part of the investigation being led by special counsel Robert Herr. The voluntary interview was conducted at the White House over two days, Sunday and Monday, and concluded Monday. As we have said from the beginning, the president and the White House are cooperating with this investigation. And as it has been appropriate, we have provided relevant updates publicly, being as transparent as we can consistent with protecting and preserving the integrity of the investigation. There is no integrity of the investigation. Let's just stop the bullshit. We would refer other questions to the Justice Department at this time. A statement from Ian Sam's read last month. The scandal spokesman. Meanwhile, President Trump is facing 40 felony counts related to special counsel Jack Smith's classified documents case after Trump lawfully stored presidential records, because he was president, at Mar-a-Lago, special counsel also hit Trump with four counts in the January 6th case in D.C. Yeah. Oh, I'm a drummer, and I'm a bit of a weirdo. Bassist, songwriter, we should all start a band. I'm in a bagpipe band, too. So, we can have some fun. <laughs> all right. Joe Biden, off the hook, they're going to write a report, which they'll publish, and everyone will read, and everyone will tear apart. I'm not going to read the report. I don't care about the report. 
I care about the optics and what's really fucking happening. And what's really happening is Donald Trump is being politically prosecuted for the same exact thing that Joe Biden did when he wasn't president because they're so terrified of him walking into the Oval Office again, big dick swinging, in charge, moving forward with the Revenge Tour 2024, which I am all about. I'm all about it. Joe Biden off the hook. Now, with this report now and everything that the oversight committee is doing with the, with Hunter Biden and the finances and the millions from China and the 200,000 here and the 40,000 there and the 10 million here, whatever. There's so many millions of dollars and so much corruption, you can't even keep track of it. Once this report comes out, will the oversight committee tear that apart? Will they bring in the special counsel after it's closed like they did Robert Mueller? Will they in grill this guy Robert Herr? Will they bring in Merrick Garland when the investigation is concluded and ask tough questions? Let's see. Maybe. Where will it go? Where will it go? Where will it go? Yes, there you go. Snare drums. Pipes and drums. We got a lot of snare players. I play the bass. I play the tenor. It's all cool stuff. Musicians are smarter than Harvard graduates in many ways. Harvard graduates are typically fucking retards. I mean no offense, but if you are offended, I really don't care. (laughs) Moving on, Trump's lawyers go on offensive. They're seeking mistrial in the big fraud New York City trial. When I say big fraud New York City trial, I mean the fraud that New York and Laquifa James is bestowing on the Trump family because and and the taxpayers of New York because it is all a fraud because Donald Trump did nothing wrong in New York. There are no victims of this so-called defrauding. All of the banks were happy about the loans they gave him and the credit lines because they all made money on him. They were all paid back with interest and they loved doing that with Donald Trump because he's a very successful businessman. But this Epstein client looking piece of shit judge with Laquifa James, who I'm sorry, I think was in fact Biggie Smalls and transitioned into Laquifa James. And I don't say that with any pride because I was a big fan of the notorious B.I.G. I will say that. But here, Trump's lawyers are looking for a mistrial. President Trump's lawyers went on the offensive on Wednesday and asked the judge to grant a mistrial in a civil fraud case Brought by New York Attorney General LaQuifa James. Oh, this guy's a kid diddler. I'm telling you. So the other day, I live right near him. I live right near this guy. And the other day, I had an appointment, and I went a little out of the way. I mean, he's not like around the corner from me. He's about driving. I could be at his house in 20 minutes. And I went, and I passed his house. And what used to look, I should have taken a picture, but I didn't because I didn't want to be the creeper that was taking pictures of judges' homes. But I, I had posted his address and what his house looks like, like when it was on the real estate market. Now it looks like, it looks like the guy can't even get a landscaper to work for him. He lives in a $1.7 million home in Great Neck, Long Island. And he pays $30,000 in property taxes. Actually, you know who is, uh, his congressman is actually George Santos. George, he's one of George Santos's constituents up in that area as congressman so this guy you look at the house and i'm telling you he has he has a rape room 
he has a little boy rape room. He has to. And his wife is like an unlicensed psychologist or something like that. He really is gross. He is out of control, this guy. And he takes, you sorry, I covered it. Was it last week or the week before the shirtless pics of him? And he, he runs a high, his high school. He runs his high school alumni association from his house. Like he puts out a newsletter in the newsletter. He sent in, in the gym shirtless pics of himself. I should have throw eggs at his house. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Right wing extremist podcast host attacks Judge Angeron's house. And then there's my mugshot. I wonder if they would let me keep the, the, uh, the MAGA hat on for the mugshot. I'd be like, listen, officers, MAGA hat stays on. Let's do the mugshot when MAGA hat stays on. <laughs> oh, there you go, job's dead. Landscaper, police officer extraordinaire. I'll do his lawn and charge him Trump's legal fees. Yeah, you degenerates. Throw some comments in the comment section, please. Can we get like 30, 40 comments in there? I don't care if you comment five or six times. Just comment. It really, really helps. Hit the thumbs up and comment or you're a fed. All right. So... Trump's lawyers argue that the fraud case was tainted by bias. Oh, you think so? Chuck Schumer's girlfriend's the clerk, Judge Angeron, who hates Donald Trump, who has his clerk who has donated copious amounts of money to Democrats. Judge Angeron has hated Donald Trump his entire life, and he knows, very familiar with Donald Trump. I mean, the guy lives in Gray Neck. He's a millionaire judge and looks like that. Looks like he didn't get enough sun on Epstein's Island because he was in the rape shed the whole time. Like he got there, got off the plane, waved to Bill Clinton, went into the rape hut and never came out until it was time to go home. He obviously wasn't sitting by the pool from the looks of him. Radical Marxist New York Attorney General Laquiva James is seeking $250 million in damages. Who's damaged? Nobody's damaged. Where's this money going? This money's going right into New York government. This money's going to be funneled into Democrat campaigns to run New York. This whole fucking thing is a scam. There is no victim in this fraud case. This case is also seeking to ban Trump and his sons from operating any businesses in New York. <laughs> I need more coffee for this. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm pissed. My coffee's cold now. Far left judge Arthur Engeron has displayed bizarre behavior in the court by smiling for the cameras. He also has shown clear bias against Trump and recently expanded his gag order to Trump's attorneys. Oh, we'll get to that. CNBC reported Donald Trump and his co-defendants asked the judge Wednesday to grant the mistrial in the $250 million civil business fraud case that threatens the former president's business empire. They want to turn Trump, ho Trump Tower into like the New York City Democrat Savage headquarters. In a court filing, attorneys for Trump, his two adult sons, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, the Trump Organization, and its top executives argued that the evidence of apparent and actual bias in the case is tangible and overwhelming. Shut up. It is not. The 30-page filing in Manhattan Supreme Court targeted the presiding judge, Arthur Angeron, as well as his principal clerk. The 
bias in the case is tangible and overwhelming against Donald Trump, but they're also saying that the case is tangible and overwhelming against Donald Trump. Let's call it what it is. There's no victims in the case. Donald Trump, Eric Trump, the Trump Organization did nothing wrong. Literally, all they want to do is take his assets. So the tangible and overwhelming evidence in the case is actually biased against Donald Trump. Yes. Arthur Engeron, principal law clerk, their conduct has tainted these proceedings 100%. They did it out in the open. They're not even hiding it. Only the grant of a mistrial can salvage what is left of the rule of law. So this judge is not going to grant a mistrial. He is the king in that courtroom. He's the king. The only way it's going to happen, he's going to rule. He's going to rule against Donald Trump, and they have to appeal. We'll see what happens in the New York Appellate Court. And then if that, if they fail there, can it go to the U.S. Supreme Court? I guess it can. Last Friday, Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik filed a judicial ethics complaint against New York Judge Arthur Engeron over his bizarre behavior and clear bias in Trump's non-jury civil fraud case. <clears throat> Which, by the way, that was the other thing that all the leftist retards on Twitter were saying. Well, Trump hired a stupid attorney because Alina Haba, she didn't check the box for a jury trial, and that's not the case. This statute, this specific statute, and I forget what it's called, but you can Google it, specifically states there's no jury for this statute. That it's a bench trial. It's for the judge who's already biased against him. So those people saying that Trump's lawyers railroaded him by not picking the right box for a jury trial, they're fucking morons. And they're wet brains and they're doing it on purpose. They just want to, you know, just, just make you think what's happening is really not happening. It's just stupid. It's stupid. <clears throat> Judge Angeron's bizarre and biased behavior is making New York's judicial system a laughing stock. Well, it already has been, but it is more now. And this is a civil trial. Former Southern District of New York federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy, who has at times criticized Donald Trump, recently stated that he views the whole New York justice system as fraudulent. Stefanik wrote that in her complaint. America Americans are sick and tired of the blatant corruption by radical leftist judges in New York. All New Yorkers must speak out against the dangerous weaponized lawfare against President Trump. But that's the problem. All New Yorkers won't, especially the leftists who hate Donald Trump. They want weaponized government against their political opponents because they don't they know they can't win fairly. So they need to seek out, defame, and destroy their opposition because their policies suck, their lives suck, their existence suck. So they have they run on fear. Fear and destruction. What am I missing, Lorian? <laughs> what is going on? Apparently, Lorian is on a tear. Oh, Brandy with the bees in the chat. Brandy, I, my opening video, I think, was a collaboration with you and Lauren Eve and Little Memes, I think, about the government hating you. I think you were on that, right? Oh, my God. All I hear is, all I see is wieners tucked in. What are you people doing? Oh, wait. Can the memers make Judge Angeron into Buffalo Bill? <laughs> Lipstick and all. Oh, my God. And then have a video of him just going, 
I'd fuck me. <laughs> okay, I could see Judge Anger on wearing some weird silk robe, dancing around in his home in Great Neck, and he probably lives like a hoarder. Most of the people like that look like him do. Like he's got newspapers on his kitchen counter from like the eighties stacked up to the to the to the ceiling where you can't even get to the upper cabinets. And then he dances in front of a mirror in like a silk robe with lipstick, going, "I'd fuck me." And he probably has a cutout of Donald Trump with the mouth cut out. I guarantee you, Judge Angeron has a life-sized cardboard cutout of Donald Trump with the mouth cut out. And that's all I'll say about that. (laughs) Holy shit. Representative Stefanik provided several examples of Judge Angeron's clear judicial bias against Trump and overall bizarre behavior in court. One at the start of the trial, Judge Angeron infamously smiled and posed for the cameras like, hey, look at me. This is my fucking kingdom, and I'm going to railroad this guy. After the defendant won an appellate ruling against Judge Angeron on the appropriate statute of limitations in this case, the judge simply ignored the ruling. Well, he judges on emotions. He, He did say that. Judge Engeron entered a summary judgment against the defendant before the trial even began without witnesses, other evidence, and cross-examination. This despite the fact there's disputed material evidence and there is no victim of the defendant's supposed fraud. Indeed, as the trial evidence has made clear, the defendant paid back the sophisticated Wall Street banks on time in full with interest as agreed. They all made money. Nobody was defrauded. No insurance company paid a penny, and these banks and insurance companies supposedly defrauded. They continue to do business with the defendant. So if they felt defrauded, why would they continue to do business with Donald Trump if they were defrauded? Yet Judge Angeron decreed before trial the defendant somehow committed fraud. Now, the judge is holding a trial with no jury to determine how much of Laquifa James's requested $250 million in damages with no victims he will extract from the defendant to try to bankrupt him, destroy his presidency because uh, his presidential run, because this is 100% election interference. How does this not violate the defendant's Seventh Amendment right to a jury trial? Well, the statute that they're screwing him with does not provide him the opportunity to have a jury trial. That's why they're doing it. Stefanik also said Judge Angeron illegally gagged Trump and his attorneys and quoted Angeron, we are not here to listen to what you have to say, he told the defendant's counsel. I am here to hear what he has to say. Now sit down. He did that to Alina Haba, treated her like a fucking child. And Judge Angeron even threatened the defendant's counsel. If he filed a routine motion for a direct directed verdict, you better not, Chris, whatever that is. But that's just Judge Angeron doing what he wants in his courtroom. The GOP representative also pointed out that Judge Angeron and his staff are partisan Democrat donors, big time, big time. Judge Angeron and his staff, the clerk, partisan Democrat donors as recently as 2018. Judge Angeron donated to the Manhattan Democrats, five of them, even though Section 100.5 says that judges shall refrain from making a contribution to a political organization. Ethics needs to come after this guy, this kid toucher. Look at this guy. Come on. This guy's sick. The 
This is really sick. Look, we for James. But what's cool is a New York appeals judge temporary lifts Trump gag order in New York City for a show trial. This came out right after that. A New York appeals judge on Thursday, yesterday, temporarily lifted New York judge Arthur Engeron's gag order on Trump. So I haven't checked Truth Social recently since yesterday. I wonder how much of a tirade uh, on this judge um, Trump is, is, is going on, and he should. And he should be blasting everybody. I mean, he really didn't stop. He was fined 5000 He was fined 10000 He's like, here, here's more fun coupons, you asshole. I'm a billionaire. And New York, again, lifted the gag order. Appellate Judge David Friedman stayed Engeron's gag order, citing Trump's First Amendment rights. In late October, Judge Engeron put Trump on the witness stand after he blasted the former president and accused him of violating the gag order with his remarks to the press. He also fined Trump $10,000. Radical Marxist New York Attorney General Laquifa James, again, is seeking $250 million in damages when there's no victim of fraud. This should send a shiver down the spine of every business owner in New York State. I have, I have moved my businesses out of New York State. I mean, it's it, why would you operate a business in New York State, let alone New York City? If you're on the wrong side politically, the regime will shut you down, take your money, and put you out on the street or in prison. So, <clears throat> you'll never convince me that he's not a, a, a pedo. Hey, Judge Pedo. Yeah, I agree. This is a non-jury trial, remember? This judge has the ultimate say. Last month, President Trump briefly spoke with the press during a mid-morning break. He criticized Michael Cohen as a discredited witness and called Arthur Angeron a partisan judge, which he is. He's a felon, convicted felon for lying, went to jail for lying, and this is their only witness, Trump said to reporters. When you think about it, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Trump defended his net worth and his business empire's assets, and he just went on to talk about Mike Cohen. But what's good here is there's a judge out there, an appeals judge, who saw this Angeron's ruling of this gag order as a violation of the First Amendment, and he lifted it temporarily because they will fight for that. And I'm sure this enrages Judge Angeron. I'm sure he's sitting there thinking about the good times at Epstein Island because he's pissed off that some appellate judge threw out his gag order. They're coming after Donald Trump, and they're not going to stop. Now, yesterday, I had read the statement from the campaign about all of the places that they de dismissed the cases where they were going after Donald Trump to remove him from the primary ballot under the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which we all know is bullshit. And Colorado, that leftist sick judge, is supposedly ruling today on whether Donald Trump can be on the ballot in Colorado. And the rumors are that she is going to rule against Donald Trump based off bullshit, another biased Democrat sick judge. That will get beat at appeal. I mean, now there's cases that are being dismissed for, I think in three or four states, 
But that's not stopping these sickos. They don't care about that. They're going to keep doing it in whatever state they can because they're desperate. And here's another one. Wyoming lawyer files lawsuit to block Trump and Senator Loomis, I don't know who that is, from state ballots. I don't even care about the senator. He shouldn't be taken off the ballot either. A Laramie-based attorney. Look at this. Who was he? Who was he in his previous life before he transitioned into that? Is that a woman? That looks like a biological male with a really bad wig. Let me throw this scarf on. It'll hide the Adam's apple a little bit. Who is this? A Laramie-based attorney. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. President Trump and Senator Cynthia Loomis. Oh, this might be... Oh, this is the woman. Is she a Republican too? Or is she... Well, she looks like she is. She's a Republican. Well, she looks like a dude. I mean, I'm not taking it back. That looks like a transition dude. Whatever. Uh, sorry, Cynthia Loomis, but that's what you look like. Alarmy-based attorney Tim Newcomb has filed a lawsuit against Wyoming Secretary of State Chuck Gray. The suit seeks to exclude former President Trump and U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis from future ballots in Wyoming. This legal action filed earlier this month in Albany County District Court is part of a broader series of election interference from the far left across the United States. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it, hoping that one will stick and maybe they can appeal others or just keep going. Just keep going. The lawsuit cites over 250 news articles and statements about Trump building a case that he allegedly violated his oath of office by conspiring with foreign nations, his involvement in the January 6, 2021 Fed surrection, and his refusal to concede after the 2020 presidential election. You don't have to concede. You just got to get the fuck out, and he did. He left. Him and Melania left. Jenna Ellis said that Dan Scavino told her that they wouldn't leave. <laughs> we don't care. The boss says we stay. He left. He got on Marine One with his lovely bride, Melania, and flew to Mar-a-Lago. He didn't concede because the election was stolen. And he felt that way, and there's no way anyone could prove that he was lying about the way he felt. <laughs> Give me a break. The lawsuit also targets Senator Loomis, accusing her for betraying her oath of office by refusing to certify Pennsylvania's 2020 election results. So this senator... What? Oh, my God. Just stop. Newcomb's suit leverages the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits anyone who has given aid or comfort to the enemies of the United States from holding office. The evidence presented in Newcomb's complaint includes alleged connections between Trump and various influential figures, including tech billionaire Peter Thiel, financier George Soros, and former Twitter CEO Elon Musk. The complaint also references Trump's dealings with Russian President Vladimir Putin and his role in a peace deal with the Taliban. 
in his because they're they may be upset about things that Trump did while he was president or didn't do. Now, what does that have to do with keeping him off the ballot under the Fourteenth Amendment? It's so ridiculous. In his argument, Newcomb contends that both Trump and Loomis have disqualified themselves from appearing on Wyoming ballots. Wyoming's ballots by violating their oaths to the Constitution. Well, then take every single member of Congress, congressman, senator, governor, mayor, city councilman, fucking dog catcher, for not defending and upholding the Constitution of the United States because every single one violates it every single day, one way or another. The case has been assigned to Albany County District Judge Misha Westby, and as, far, and as of the latest reports, no hearings have been scheduled. Secretary of State Chuck Gray criticized the lawsuit in a news release, calling it a radical attempt to interfere with Wyoming elections. It's all election interference. Jebba the Hutt. Jebba. But Dan Scavino told me they wouldn't leave. I have to save my law license. Because I couldn't have saved both of my failed marriages. He emphasized his commitment of, to defending the integrity of the state's electoral process and announced plans to file a motion to dismiss the lawsuit. So that's good. The Secretary of State is saying that this is bullshit. This isn't going to go anywhere. But just the fact that a Wyoming lawyer decides, you know what? Let's try to get Trump off the ballot. It's, we have a year. No, we, well, we have until, what, March is the primary. You'll see a few more of these, either right before or right after the holidays. They'll try. They will try. Colorado, I think, will they'll vote. They'll rule against Donald Trump, but that'll uh, get beat. We'll find out today, hopefully. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be, it'll be a headline either way. It'll be a headline either way. Oh, I see an Ace Ventura reference in the chat. Man, you guys, the chat's like... All right. It's all... This is This whole election, taking them off the ballot, it's so fake and gay. I mean, just stop messing with the... If, if they all had balls and knew that they could just beat Donald Trump straight up, there would be no more lawsuits to remove him from the ballot. Joe Biden in his corrupt senile self will say, I pardon Donald Trump fully for the federal indictments. Let's run against each other head to head. Fanny phony Willis in Georgia is fundraising off of going after Donald Trump ethics committees all over should go after her, but they're not, they're not because it's, well, it's Donald Trump. We have to, we have to get rid of Donald Trump. But you know what? It really doesn't matter because I don't, <laughs> the chat woke up this morning and chose violence. Sometimes it's okay to choose violence, especially on Freedom Friday. Let's choose violence on Freedom Friday. All right. With that being said, Freedom Friday. The holidays are coming. You know what I'm going to do right now. You know I am going to segue into the best cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. 
When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com. You can use promo code MAGA for 25% off the entire site, or you have two more days to save 30% with promo code VETERAN through November 19th. And that's the entire site. Even if you want to buy a cigar for a deployed veteran at an already deep discount, you can use the 30% promo code veteran on that as well and save even more money. And we will get cigars into deployed veterans' hands all over the world and the country. As well as you can get some cigars for yourself. They're great. Free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. Promo code VETERAN for the next two days for 30%. And then, as always, you can enjoy the 25% promo code MAGA. You're all a bunch of extremists. Now go get some cigars for the holidays. Because people love cigars for the holidays. MyPatriotCigars.com. Go get them. All right, next. And I said this. You know, there's all this speculation. Who's going to be the 2024 Democrat nominee for the president of the United States? Is it going to be Michelle Big Mike Obama, or is it going to be Gruesome Newsom? I always leaned towards Gavin Newsom. That's where I'm leaning, and I've been leaning that way. Some people, including my... Very good friend Roger Stone thinks it's going to be Michelle Obama. <clears throat> I think she might be involved. I don't think she's going to be on. Um, I don't think she's going to be on the ticket, to be honest with you. Now that I just think about it more and more, I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom, that's where I'm, I'm, I think honestly at this point, and again, I'm not saying it in a bad way to say that your opinion is stupid because it's not. And if I'm wrong, I'll own, I'll own it. But I almost think now, now at this point, people are like, oh, it's going to be big Mike Michelle Obama. It's like, that's the edgy thing to say. It's going to be Michelle Obama because he has a dick. I just think politically it's going to be Gavin Newsom. He's running a shadow campaign now. He's going to China. He's turning San Francisco into communist China. But I don't know. 
Can I tell you something, Rocket? It's funny you say that. I was having a conversation with somebody about a week ago because I'm going to be turning out some new cigars after the first of the year, possibly one or two right before the new year. And I said, how about the extremist? I'm not even kidding. But then I was like, oh, you know, you're naming all the cigars after munitions, except one cigar is going to be coming out called the Garand, like the M1 Garand. So it's a firearm. It's, yeah, we don't have to be, you know, just beholden to munition names. I don't know. We'll see. I do like that name, though. It's funny you said that. Newsom literally looks like Satan in human form. Yeah. And it's crazy that people, like, they'll give him the credit for having the charisma. I mean, he's well-spoken, but he's well-spoken as an evil villain. He is. I mean, look at last week. Oh, yeah, people are saying that we cleaned up the streets because we're having all of these important people coming. Well, it's true. Well, because it's true. <laughs> Fuck you, people. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think Michelle Obama, the Obamas are making way too much money not being in the spotlight of politics, but controlling on what goes on in some ways within politics. I truly believe that. I think Gavin Newsom's going to run, and I think they're going to figure out what they're going to do with Kamala Harris and getting her to become California's next governor out of vice president because she's she's done. She's done, and she's been attorney general of California. The next step for her is to hand her the state and say, here, ruin it more. And I think that there are deals being made for that transition. I truly do. She's been a senator. She's been New uh, California attorney general. Kamala Harris is never going to be president of the United States. And I truly believe her consolation prize is going to be the state of California. That's where I'm at with uh, Kamala Harris. And even maybe Joe Biden thinks so, because Joe Biden thinks Gavin Newsom will make a good president in remarks during the APEC summit where they... (laughs) They rounded up all of San Francisco's homeless people and brought them to the meat grinders so they can feed them to the rest of the homeless people. I'm sticking with that story, by the way. I don't it, it's, it's probably not true, but it sounds good. Joe Biden managed to raise more than a few eyebrows with his comments about far-left California Governor Gruesome Newsom during a speech at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, Corporation, whatever you want to call it, Cooperation, APEC, Summit Kickoff Party, Wednesday evening. As the Gateway Pundit's Christina Lala previously reported, Joe Biden on Wednesday attended the APEC summit in the People's Republic of San Francisco. It's what it is now. It's what they made it into. And met with Chinese dictator Jinping for the first time in a year. Hey, it's been a long time since I've seen you or gotten a check from you. Would you? You know, can you get that money flowing? Oh, the money's flowing, Joe. We know. California's leaders even managed to clean up the feces-ridden city in rapid order just for China's tyrant. Isn't that great? Isn't it great? Biden did nothing but warm words for Newsom because he was, I'm sure, programmed to say that. Who was in attendance? He praised the governor's awful job performance and then seemed to invite Newsom to run as president. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he can be anything he wants. He can even have the job I'm looking for. Oh, can he? Oh, let's hear him say it. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. It's like nine people clapping. He could have the job I'm looking for. 
What do you say? Talk about Governor Newsom. Hear him again. Thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. He can have the job I'm looking for. I mean, why would you? I mean, I guess you could look at that at different ways. Like, yeah, you know, maybe eventually he can run for president after my next term. Does Joe has to know he doesn't have it in him to run for president again, right? I mean, what do you think? Do you think Joe really, in his heart of hearts, has it in him? Is like, I can't do this again. Look what's happening. The curtain is fallen. One hell of a governor. What has he done? He's destroyed cities, is what he's done. Newsom has consistently insisted that he has no desire to run against Joe Biden in 2024, but many Americans are unconvinced. And these comments from Biden do little to tamp down the speculation. I don't think he's going to run against Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is going to announce either before or at or just after the DNC convention in August that he's not going to seek a second term due to health reasons, due to family, due to whatever it is. He won't be alive in four years. He's three quarters dead. <sighs> Agreed, OG Nick. Agreed. Agreed. But, yep, he just said the quiet part out loud that I think Gavin Newsom is going to be his replacement. They just have to figure out the best tactic and plan. And, of course, it's not the first time that Joe Biden has said stuff like this where, like, you know, showed their cards. If Gavin Newsom is the keynote speaker at the convention, it's a lock. If Michelle Obama is the keynote speaker at the convention, you're throwing me for a loop because that's the exact cycle it was for Barack Obama running for president. But there it is. I mean... Is it, is that the plan? Is Newsom going to replace Joe Joe? Excuse me, Joe Biden on the ticket? Maybe they needed the approval from the great China dictator in San Francisco. Maybe that was part of the powwow. Is Ping was like, all right, Joe, you're going to step down. Gavin Newsom was just in, in China last week. We were talking, and he's going to be the next president because that's what we need to happen. So you're out, like a mob meeting changing of the guard <laughs> it's possible i think joe will drop out for re-election right after he pardons his son it's maybe people have speculated that too 20 sunflower 73 are you new in the chat if you are welcome make sure you're hitting the thumbs up and leaving a comment glad you're here and if you're not new and i just didn't notice you which is not typical of me then I'm an idiot. Ping was choosing the next president. I mean, like, if you just put it together, people will say it's a conspiracy theory, but Gavin Newsom goes over there, tackles a kid on the basketball court, hangs out with him, and says, oh, I'm going to have you in San Francisco in a couple of weeks for this APEC convention, but it really is just to solidify everything. And I'm going to talk to you about becoming president, and then we're going to go break it to Joe Biden. Like, all right, Joe, Ping's here. I'm here. We're in my state. It's going to be me. 
we're going to get people thinking we're going to plant the seed. You have to plant the seed and let it grow. Plant the seed. Ah, he can do anything he wants. He could even go to the after the job I'm looking for. The seed is planted for Democrats. <laughs> the Democrats that are saying Joe Biden's too old. Joe Biden can't do this again. We need somebody younger, more energetic, and more progressive. Gavin Newsom, the Democrat king of Riz. Look at all the Riz, dripping in Riz and all that charisma. I don't know. I think this is what makes the most sense. I 100%. And it's like they just put, they just put it all together in front, of, in front of us. That is what I think. <clears throat> I mean... If you look at it, most polls are overwhelmingly showing that most Americans, even Democrats, do not want another Biden term because of where they're at financially and other things. And that, that goes for a lot of Democrats, Democrat voters, Democrat influencers, uh, politicians. I'm sorry, but when the midterm, it, it, the writing on the wall for me for the Democratic Party was during the midterms when publicly democrats running for congress and senate specifically said they did not want joe biden anywhere near their campaign because he would be toxic to their campaign that beta beto o'rook who wants your ar-14s in texas specifically said that joe biden he feels would be toxic to his campaign and you want him nowhere near it when you're running for congress or senate and you have the sitting president as, a, as, the, as the member and you should be leader of your party, which Joe Biden is not the leader of the Democratic Party. You want them standing next to you at a podium on a stage at your fundraiser to say, I have the support of our party's leader, the president of the United States. No Democrat wanted that. Some of them had Kamala Harris there because, you know, eh, it's not so... They had AOC flying out to Texas, raising a million dollars in 30 minutes for Democrats running for office. They didn't want Joe Biden. Bring horse mouth, bring horse mouth in. And we'll deal with her because she's a good fundraiser. Keep Joe Biden away from us. <clears throat> and again, Newsom with a shadow campaign. He's like traveling with the commander in chief. He goes to Israel. He goes to China. So, making sure he's getting the pictures with everybody. Yeah. Gavin Newsom's running for president. I don't care what anybody says. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm all right to be... Uh, it's okay. I can own being wrong. We'll see. Working on a horse mouth... Oh, C3P meme in the house. Working on a horse mouth meme right now. <laughs> I just I I saw your uh what was it the the other Biden tranny meme I didn't pull it up though let's see if I could find it so all right I still got a I, wow I really grabbed a lot of shit to talk about today I don't know if I'm gonna I might blow through some of it we'll see <laughs> I just kept clicking stuff I ah, will talk about this we'll talk about this when I start this hour this new show on Monday afternoon I literally just have to stick to like two topics because of the way I rant I have between outro intro and like the the mid cigar commercial I'm gonna have like 50 minutes of talking I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it I have to be it has to be a hard hour and you're in you're out 
I have a song, AOC's Big Booty. Oh, good. C3P, got your cigars. Good, good. My pleasure. Enjoy them. Enjoy them. I hope you enjoy them. I mean, if they suck, you could tell me. I'm a big boy. I haven't had anybody tell me that yet, though. All right. Wordsmith. I like that name, too. Are you new in the chat? A Biden tranny meme. What do you do? Put a brain in him? <laughs> oh. Judge Angeron. Buffalo Bill. I'd fuck me. All right. A little too late, but here it is. The U.S. Army, because, you know, they can't get anyone to join the Army because nobody wants to get COVID vaccines because nobody wants to die of a fucking heart clot. U.S. Army removes COVID vaccine requirement for recruits following historic low in recruitment since 1973. They're now even sending letters to people that were discharged dishonorably, I guess, because they wouldn't get vaccinated, saying, oh, you can come and change your, your, your discharge status now. Oh, thanks. You ruined my fucking military career, you pieces of shit. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Ugh, COVID vaccine not required. Career opportunities. Over 150 jobs. Look at this. Who wouldn't want this? Oh, my God. The United States Army has removed the COVID-19 vaccine requirement for new recruits. The Army's recruitment challenges have been mounting in recent years, exasperated by the stringent COVID-19 vaccine mandates that were previously in place. Because, you know, World War III is coming and we can't get people to want to join the military. Take every illegal alien and make Lady G the general of the illegal alien battalion. We'll make them dress as furries. Furry force. <laughs> oh, my God. Recruiting has been hampered by COVID-19 vaccine requirements, as well as increasingly woke military atmosphere, because your military generals are literally taking pictures in fucking dog masks, and you have them doing TikToks with rainbow flags and lipstick, you fucking weirdos, and actually allowing and paying for them to change from switching out their poles for a whole stop. Trans soldiers are given special privileges while Christian soldiers are persecuted. You can't believe in God. What are you, crazy? Get on your knees. Put this in your mouth. All right. <laughs> Bases host drag shows, which Republicans voted to fund, by the way. The same Republicans who want Santos out of Congress are voting to fund the military tranny shows at bases where kids attend. Bases host drag shows and leaders with a history of anti-white statements are hired. Well, you know, General Milley wanted to understand white rage. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin mandated the experimental COVID-19 vaccine for all military personnel on August 24th, 2021, and like thousands of others across the Department of Defense. In March of 2022, the U.S. Army joined the other branches of the U.S. military in their efforts to purge the ranks of all vaccine dissenters and announced the separation of three soldiers who refused to take the experimental jab. This is the first time the military branch has discharged soldiers over the mandate. Listen, you could be a 24-year-old guy. You want to suck as many dicks as you want and be gay, and you want to then come into the military. We will pay to have your dick cut off and give you all the, all the fucking hormones you want. But the moment you say you don't want the COVID-19 vaccine, you're out. Okay. 
I wonder why nobody. How can you trust the military now? How can you trust our government now with all of the shit that you've put these people through and that you continue to put them through? Why would anyone want to choose the military for a career? I mean, obviously, I want people to choose the military for, our, for their career because we need people to protect this country who are willing to do it. But we need alpha males who know their place in society, who will bring that alpha energy to the military. That's what we need. Because if we don't get that, <laughs> we got big problems. And that's what they don't want to happen. Also included in this initial round of cuts were six army leaders who were stripped of their ranks, including two battalion commanders. There were also over 3,250 citations handed out to soldiers who were still refusing to comply with the mandate, according to the U.S. Army statement released on March 18th. In June of 2022, up to 40,000 Army Guard troops are still unvaccinated, and at least 70,000 are at risk of being dismissed after refusing to take the experimental jab as the deadline uh, for shots looms. According to data obtained by the Associated Press, between 20 and 30% of the Guard soldiers in six states are not vaccinated, and more than 10% in 43 other states will still need shots, the news outlet reported. In July of 2022, nearly 40,000 Army National Guard personnel who refused to take the experimental jab after the deadline will be barred from participating in federal training and may face financial fines or possible expulsion. Can you imagine 40,000 Army Guard personnel who stick to their guns and say, no, we're not taking it? And they say, all right, all 40,000, you're out. Can you imagine? It's almost time they choose violence. Beginning July 1st, 2022, members of the Army National Guard and U.S. Army Reserve who have refused the lawful DOD jab order without an approved or pending exemption may, be, may not participate in federally funded drills. So we're not going to train you. We're not going to train you. And will not receive pay or retirement credit. According to authorities from the National Guard who spoke with CBS News, 14,000 of the more than 40,000 members of the Guard who have not been vaccinated, have said they have no plans to obtain the vaccination in the future. It should be 40,000 says that they, that they don't plan. You don't want to die, do you? Soldiers who remain unvaccinated will miss weekend drills and lose their competency, which might lead to dismissal. Soldiers who refuse the vaccination order without an approved or pending exemption request are subject to adverse administrative actions, including flags, bars of service, and official reprimands in the future. Soldiers who continue to refuse the vaccination order without an exemption may be subject to additional adverse administrative action, including separation. And it just goes on and on and on and on on the tyranny transgender tankers it's the transgender tanks oh my god this chat should live forever non-binary brigade sissy pissy pants platoon oh my god the gender reassigned regiment stop it can you please all put this in the comment section the bbw bombers the slippery dildo division holy crap the butt plug brigade. <laughs> the literal. <laughs> Holy shit. Leather daddy division. 
I'm part of the leather daddy division. The fucky furry force. This is this is this is gold. This is gold. These need listen, please, even after the show, whenever can you the pole sucker squad? Stop it. Oh my god. The army rump rangers. <laughs> These need to go in the comments and live forever. Make them live forever, please. I feel so bad, like, talking about our military like this. They did it to themselves. The leadership did it to themselves. The Sissy Tucker squad. Oh, my God. It's really... It's really sad. We're going to see... Well, I don't even know what... And then... Just bizarro world. It's just bizarre world. You have what they do to the to the military. You have what they do to people with different political views than others. Like, look at all the January sixth defendants, all the January sixth American citizens that have turned into felons for for practicing their First Amendment rights, and a lot of them not even going into the Capitol, but. They still don't know who planted the... Well, no, no, I shouldn't say that. They're still not telling us who planted the pipe bombs the night before the RNC and DNC. But, and I was going to cover this yesterday, but I didn't get a chance. I wanted to look at it a little more, but... Capitol Police reports six officers injured in insurrection of the DNC headquarters suffer minor cuts, pepper spray, and physical assault. Now... How many people were arrested and how many people are going to go to the gulag and how many people are going to be really truly held accountable for this, for something that liberals are fueling? This whole pro-Hamas protest and riot bullshit, they're all the same people that were running around the summer of love the Antifa people, the sick Marxist extremists, now they have something else to destroy and fight the police about. That's all they are. And they're being funded by multi-millionaire American liberals. One was arrested. One was arrested. Oh, I just saw something that caught my eye. I thought it was MTG who planted the pipe bomb or was at a different pipe. Marjorie Taylor knee pads um, plants pipes in Kevin McCarthy's office, <laughs> among others. <laughs> oh, poor Brian Glenn from Right Side Broadcasting. He has to stare at that shaved orangutan naked. What is he thinking? He hates me. He hates me. But I don't care. Tension flared outside the Democratic National Committee headquarters as a large group of pro-Palestinian Hamas protesters, just take that out and put in Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters, clashed with the Capitol Police on Wednesday, leading to six officers sustaining injuries in the evacuation of lawmakers from the vicinity. And here's some video clips of it. Let's watch that. Look at this. What does this look like? 
Oh, she was mean. I wonder how many police cars she set on fire with her friends. I just want to do, I just want to do ghetto rat stuff with my friends. I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. I'm not saying that because she's black. I'm just saying it because, you know, they're animals. This looks just like, this actually looks worse than January. This fire is behind them. This is this this is the summer of love. This is it. This is 2020. This is worse than January 6th. Who's covering this? The insurrection of the DNC. The DNC, who these people at one time supported every single member inside that building and voted for them and fundraised for them. Now they're turning on them because they don't even know why. Oh, we're here. We're pro-Hamas. Who's Hamas? How many of those fucking people can tell you who and define who Hamas is? I bet none of them. Or they'll give you some generic version that they were told to Google. One Democrat said it was worse than January 6th. We need to get that Democrat on record saying that that's got to be somewhere i, I want to know who that is that should be plastered everywhere there should be billboards a democrat saying this was worse than january 6th then that means that this was worse than pearl harbor the civil war 9-11 this is the dnc's 9-11 right here Look. Wear your masks at the riot. Wear your masks. I hope they're boosted. They're too close to each other. They better be vaccinated. Cease fire now. We got these nifty sweatshirts. Thanks, George Soros. This is January 6th. This is worse. This is the summer of love. This is this is worse. A woman is a dull female. <laughs> Hamas means violence in Hebrew. So anyone committing violence is Hamas. I mean, let's... Let's stop pretending that there is not a group of people out there that wants to annihilate every single Jew walking planet Earth. Let's just stop faking that. I don't care who you support. I'm not talking about this to get into the whole Israel and, and, and Palestine fucking. I, I don't care. I'm America first. I don't care. This is America. This is what these sickos are writing about. And most of them don't even fucking know what they're protesting and rioting about other than they get to push around and scream at cops on camera. That's it. Look at all of that Hamas. I got a couple of videos. Oh, here's another one. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. At DNC Capitol Police. <laughs> I love this tweet by this asshole. Stop cop city. Chuck Motti won at DNC Capitol Police attacking protesters and throwing protesters down the stairs. I wonder if this guy who tweeted that has a tweet somewhere about January 6th talking about how the cops were 
launching flash grenades and mace bombs at protesters. No, that was an insurrection. What are you talking about? Okay. Look. Look at this. They were handed these shirts. Look. That's it. Oh, shit. Someone got, got thrown. People getting thrown down the stairs. People getting thrown down the stairs. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't throw me. This is what you're choosing to protest? This is what this is what you're choosing? This is what you were assigned to? You got your little uniform shirt that says ceasefire? And you... I love the fact that they're attacking the same party that they installed, that they all support in a program to vote for. I mean, that's the best part of this whole thing. There is not a Republican or a red MAGA hat or any, or probably an independent in that fucking crowd. They're all sick, progressive Democrats. I bet you a lot of them aren't even registered to vote, but they say that they're Democrats and liberals. Throw them all down the fucking stairs. Throw them all off a fucking cliff. <laughs> oh. oh, is that it? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Scaramooch, if you give me a virus, we're going to have a problem. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, here we go. Far-left extremist riot at DNC forcing evacuation. Democrats says worse than January 6th insurrection. Do I have to play this video? Is this the Tim Pool video that I have to play? Scaramooch? Let's see. Last night, Tim Cast IRL was live from the <sighs> Heritage Foundation with Nathan and Julie Kelly. And only a few blocks away, far left extremists were rioting in front of the DNC headquarters, fighting with cops. His voice kills Several me. Several cops were injured. There was only one arrest, but some lawmakers have said this is scarier than January 6th. Wow. They had to evacuate lawmakers, according to Axios. I got to say, this has got to be like the eighth 9-11 that the West has engaged in this year so far. Obviously, I'm kidding, but many of these uh, lawmakers claim that January 6th, or I shouldn't say lawmakers, but many of these Democrat personalities try to claim that January 6th was worse than 9-11, and it's just like, oh, geez. King beanie. If that's the case, what the Democrats did just the other day was an extreme act of 9-11-ing at uh, the DNC headquarters. Now, the story's fascinating because I think this shows that Democrats cannot win in 2024 so long as nothing changes. Right? I have to find out who it is. I can't, I can't listen to him. I can't have his voice on my show for that long. It was already too long. Beanie Boy, I'm sorry. Tim Poole interrupts all of his guests. I can't. He's, he's such garbage. Capitol Police are now in riot gear as well. Members inside the DNC committee headquarters have been evacuated during a private event. Oh, so there was an event going on there. Okay. Authorities are advising everyone to stay away from the area due to violent protests. Look at them. Oh, there's no sound on this one. Oh, stop. Demon, U.S. Capitol Police demonstration activity. Right now, our officers are working to keep back approximately 150 people who are illegally and violently protesting in the street of Canal and Ivy at the DNC headquarters. So this is it, people. 
They're allowed to do this, though, because they're Democrats. But they're doing it against their own people. And again, they, ne- they, they can never... They don't know what they're protesting. I'm telling you, they were handed shirts. They were saying, here, we're, this is where we're going to meet. Some of them might even be paid. This is all being funded. They're not doing this for free. None of these people do it for free. They're all hot pocket eating basement dwellers and their mothers that they'll drag along who their husbands left years ago and say, come on, mom, we're going to go protest. We've got to find out what it's about and get our cue cards. And then you have this woman. Oh, this, this is rich. This one. Tell me this just isn't programmed on what to yell and scream. We are outside the DNC. We're outside the Democratic Party headquarters because this party claims to be on the side of life and peace and equality. And we're saying that we want them to live up to their values and oppose this horrific war and call for a ceasefire now. And we're being responded to by the police shoving anti-war activists down the stairs, shoving peaceful protesters back with their bikes. And because our party, our party that 80 She's like, shut up, bitch. We got to go over here. Look at this. <laughs> they love to scream and be so dramatic. The cops aren't beating anybody. They're told to one. I'm telling you, I know this for a fact. They're, they're told when the police touch you, not grab you and start beating you, when they touch you and they, they, put their attention on you to move you or evacuate to yell and scream as loud as you can so that everybody with a camera will come and video it act as dramatic as possible as if they are ripping your fucking throat out or raping you in the street. They are programmed for this. They don't even know what a ceasefire is for. They don't know any of it. They don't know what's going on over there. Has any of them watched the videos of the Hamas terrorists running around in Adidas pants on camera, shooting people at bus stops and in neighborhoods? They didn't see any of that. They saw none of that. Again, I don't care who's bombing who over there. They can figure it out. The holy war that's been happening since all of us, before all of us were even a a, a, a thought in our father's ball sacks give me a break this because there's nothing else to do they can go it's cool to be a big political activist but not have any background or information of what you're protesting about or what you're standing for here's your shirt here's your cue card they have their little team meetings and if the cops touch you you yell and scream why are they screaming ap unfiltered thanks as always we will see you later. Oh, look at this. Scream. Why are they screaming? Why, why are they screaming? But guess what? These are the people, like the George Soros's, and I've never heard of these two before. So you have to pardon me if I'm a... Uh, let me just get rid of this. Y- you have to pardon me for this. If I don't know who these people are, But this makes sense because I've always said this is all a product of wealthy white liberals. They exploit the stupid. They exploit the blacks. They exploit anybody and everybody for gain, for financial gain, some sort of control. 
there's always there's always an end game. There's always an end game. And here you go. You'll never guess who's helping to fund and coordinate the radical pro Hamas protests happening in America right now. And we'll all say George Soros because that's the most prominent name. But it's, there's other people out there who we're talking about millionaires who love commies, who love China. <clears throat> Laura Ann's ready. She's like, I, I'm in charge of this bitch now. She's Laura Ann's running the killdozer now. She'd be like, I will, I will ban a motherfucker. No crush, no ban. Hell no, we won't go. That's it. It's going to be an uprising in the chat now. If if Laura Ann says she's going to ban you, just start yelling and screaming like these people. <laughs> American cities and college campuses are being overrun by radical leftists protesting in favor of Hamas, of violence, of killers. These protests are not organic. These people would never leave their basements unless they were told to and incentivized. They're being funded and organized, and you'll never guess who is helping to do it. It's not George Soros, although no one would be surprised if he was involved in some way. And I'm sure, I'm sure he is at some point. Just follow the money. <laughs> Lorraine's on cunt patrol. Don't be a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get banned. No, this is being done by Code Pink activist Jody Evans and her Marxist beta multi-millionaire husband. The American millionaire Marxist funding pro-Palestinian rage. Here you go. Neville Roy Singham and his wife Jody Evans are China propagandists and a primary source of the fury exploding on our streets. Look at these people. The pro-Palestinian protests are not at all organic. They are also funded by an uber-wealthy American-born tech entrepreneur, Neville Roy Singham and his wife, Jody Evans. Hmm. They're funding the rage. A multimillionaire tech mogul, his wife, helping to bankroll groups behind pro-Palestinian protests that have occurred in the wake of the October 7th terror attack by Hamas on Israel. Neville Roy Singham, a U.S.-born entrepreneur who made millions after founding and selling an IT consulting firm called ThoughtWorks, and his wife Jody Evans, the co-founder of left-wing anti-war group Code Pink, have been the primary funders of a group called the People's Forum since 2017, according to a report by the Free Press's Francesca Block. The group, the group bills itself as a movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities. White liberals are marginalized? Okay, shut the fuck up. And nurtures the next generation of visionaries and organizers who believe that through collective action, a new world is possible. A new communist Marxist world. Kill every Trump supporter. Defund every, every police department. Kill cops. All of that is what these people stand for. Take the Constitution and burn it. Burn it. The People's Forum has played a role in organizing several pro-Palestine protests since Hamas, attack on October 7th in which terror group members killed at least 1,200 Israelis and took over 200 hostages from southern Israel into Gaza. On the day of Hamas's attack, the group appeared to offer no 
condemnation of the terror group's actions and called for an end to U.S. aid to the Zionist occupation and tweeted images of posters stating, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. A slogan that has been criticized as being anti-Semitic and was cited in the House's censure of terrorist-loving Representative Rashida Tlaib out of Michigan. People like Jody Evans and other Marxists at Code Pink never go away, and they never will. There'll always be people to replace them. It's a matter of the people with money replacing them that can fund things like this, because, again, none of it is organic. They just find new causes and new ways to cause trouble. Always. (laughs) So this was the story that came from the free press on the American multimillionaire Marxist. Just remember these people. Neville Roy Singham and his wife, Jody Evans. They're the ones backing a lot of this in colleges, everywhere. The DNC, backers of the People's Forum. And they are funding the pro-Palestinian rage. They're also funded in large part by an uber-wealthy... Oh, that's, yeah, that's them. And obviously, here you go. Wow. Based in Midtown Manhattan, the People's Forum calls itself a movement incubator for working class and marginalized communities to build unity across historic lines of division at home and abroad. But a review of public disclosure forms show that multimillionaire Singham and his wife Evans have donated over $20.4 million to the People's Forum from 2017 to 2022. Huge money through a series of shell organizations and donor advisory groups accounting for nearly all of the group's funding. This is the head of the snake, people. Singham's wealth stems from ThoughtWorks, a software consulting company that he launched in 93 in Chicago and sold in August of 2017 to private equity firm Apex Partners for $785 million. That same year, the People's Forum was founded and set up on the ground floor of a multi-story building on 37th Street, just blocks from Times Square. Evans was also installed as one of its three board members. As of 2021, The organization employed 13 staff members and held more than $13.6 million in total assets. Huge, huge commie conglomerate right here in the heart of New York City that loves communist China. (sighs) I decided that at my age and extreme privilege, the best thing I could do was to give away most of my money in my lifetime, said Singham, now 69 in a statement after selling his company according to the New York Times. So he's given his money to the two in the, in the name of Marxism and communism. But Singham is more than just a Marxist with deep pockets. He's also a China sympathizer who lives in Shanghai. He's not even America anymore. And has close ties to at least four propaganda news sites that boost the Chinese Communist Party's image abroad. How much money is he giving them? These Chinese media interests are helping sow discord in the U.S., disinformation, and all kinds of things. Representative Mike Gallagher, the chairman of the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party, told the Free Press, the Chinese Communist Party uses tools like Confucius Institutes on college campuses, TikTok's addictive algorithm, and organizations like those that Mr. Singham funds to divide and weaken America, Gallagher said. And this is all part of it. You have white 
rich liberals living in China, funding Chinese news organizations, having a headquarters for Marxist and communism in New York City worth millions and millions and millions of dollars funding things like this for the sole purpose Divide America, let it die from within, let it start to rot and decay so we can overcome them as the superpower. That's what China wants. They will do anything to do it. They will continue to do it until we are all dead. Fact. Born to a Cuban mother and a Sri Lankan father in 1954, Singham grew up steeped in far-left politics. His father, Archibald Singham, worked as a professor of political science at a Brooklyn college, fucking New York, man, and was the first scholar in residence at the New York State Martin Luther King Jr. Institute for Nonviolence in Albany. But they love violence. They love violence. He also advised the UN on third world development and penned multiple books. I'm not even going to say what his books are because I don't give a fuck. After spending his early days in Connecticut, Singham grew up in partly in Jamaica. When he was 17, he joined the radical Marxist group and Labor Union League of Revolutionary Black Workers. In the following year, according to a 2021 blog post by Singham, like all disciplined cadre, went to work in, a, in the factory. The factory was a Chrysler plant in Detroit, where he took a central role with the league, helping organize strikes and partaking in daily intense self-criticism sessions. In 1974, the FBI, <laughs> come on, investigated Singham as potentially dangerous because of background, emotional instabilities, or act activity in groups engaged in activities inimical to the U.S., according to its report, which he published on a blog. Now, that was in 1974, right? Maybe the FBI would actually look into things like that, like communism and, and other things, but now they support all that shit. They support all the things that are going on. Two years later, Singham enrolled at Howard University studying political science before joining the ranks of corporate America with his global startup. As a matter of fact, since the FBI has been investigating him in 1974, they never let go of him. And it would not surprise me one bit if he's been an informant to the FBI, if you look a little bit deeper, and an actually known FBI informant or asset to make things like this happen. I would love to know if they had any part, and you know what I'm going to say, January 6th, if they were looked in a little bit deeper. Did they have any people there from their organizations or tied to their organizations or money to other organizations for January 6th? That might be, you know? It's crazy. But that's who is... I don't really care much more about him. This is who's funding Marxism and communism in America. Code pink. They want to change America. They live in China now. American liberals. Here they are. It's not George Soros. It's these people and people like it. I'm sure they have some sort of ties with George Soros and other people like him. And there you go. That's that. All right. But moving right along, we just talked about all of the bullshit Palestinian pro-Hamas violence riots. And um, it is pretty twisted. It's all twisted. You know what else is twisted, though? And again, this isn't about who's right and who's wrong when it comes to Israel and Palestine, because I don't care again. 
I care about what's happening here in America because of what's happening there. It's a, it's a big difference. I don't care about the arguments. I care about the actions and how they're taking place and who's funding them and what's happening here to divide us as Americans, to make us weak. But 300,000 people marching for Israel in D.C. and the Washington Post and other news outlets don't want to cover it. They don't care. As a matter of fact, they were like, they were like 900 people that were left by buses because the bus drivers knew they were going to march in support of Israel and refused to take them there and left them abandoned at an airport. But why isn't the media, the biased media, not covering this? Oh, and guess what? This march for Israel was 100% completely peaceful. I know people that were there. Completely peaceful. It was like a fucking party there. They were all jumping up and down. Just, Oy vey shmir. Oy vey shmir. They were all happy. <clears throat> you can tell just as much about the media and its bias, not by what they cover, but what they don't cover. Nearly 300,000 people marched in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday to show support for Israel. Again, I don't care either way. They were peaceful. Those other fucking animals were not. And those other fucking animals didn't even know what they were really protesting. That's the problem. They're just funded, they're programmed Marxists, they're trained Marxists to be where they're supposed to be at a certain time with cue cards and shirts and direction. <clears throat> you might think that such a big story would warrant front page coverage at the Washington Post or anywhere. 300,000 people emerge on the National Mall. That's less than January 6 numbers. That's a lot of people. But they buried the story in their metro section. And none of us should be surprised. 290,000 people, they say now, between those two numbers, probably more, marched in support of Israel yesterday in the Washington Post, buried it in their metro section. Buried it. Of course, the Women's March in 2017 got front page coverage at the Post. I remember that. I was there. I was there for that, for the big inauguration. And those fucking women were vile. I, the things that they said to me and the people, unbelievable. I should be sterilized. I should be hung. I should be killed. I should be raped. I should be raped. Hmm. Don't threaten me with a good time, you fucking twats <laughs> yep so they didn't they don't care even the left-wing new york times covered the israel march on their front page washington post no but guess what Three hundred thousand people and there were no issues there but they don't care about that they care about what's happening with the pro-hamas protesters that are marching around on colleges at the dnc in neighborhoods, swinging around swastika flags and swastika pictures on their phone, yelling at Jews. They care about that. They want to fuel that because they love that. Twat waffles, I love that. <clears throat> it's crazy. It's crazy. We have somebody else new in the chat. Malcolm Davis, GA. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. I don't know why I say good afternoon. Because we've been going two hours already. 
If you're new in the chat, welcome. Hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment where it lives for, forever in the comment section. Share this link far and wide with your fellow like-minded patriots. We have a great community here. We're here Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, every morning. And again, for those that don't know, that came in late, I'll just share it again. It's official. Starting Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern, over on LFA TV on Rumble, I will be hosting an hour, the power hour of America First Live, with yours truly, again, Monday to Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, on LFA TV, their Rumble channel, rumble.com slash LFA TV. They have a bunch of great shows over there. I will be one of them. They run a show hourly from like 9 in the morning to like 11 at night. Or they're, I think after the first of the year, they're going to be adding more shows and going live from 7 a.m. to 11 at night. They have shows on the weekends. It's, it's, a, it's a great network over there. They're now one of the media organizations that are going to be covering the Trump rallies. Who knows? Maybe I'll get the opportunity to go cover some of them. But this is where I'm going to be in the afternoons, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. Of course, I'm never leaving MAGA mornings because you people are great. I played the commercial already, Jobs Dead. I played it already. I'm going to play it at the end. Everyone just wants to watch. I'm just not going to talk anymore. I'm just going to play the cigar commercial over and over and over again. I got to I gotta get a second one, though. I do have to get a second one. Anyway, you guys are funny. Play the damn commercial. Job's dead. Where were you? I played it. No, the comments don't live forever in the chat. They live forever in the comments section. That's why you have to leave it in the comments section, not the live chat. The live chat should live forever this should just be whatever's there is there made it to the couch i like that name you what do you work for rumble do you work for rumble's it team is that what you're trying to tell us because if you do the live chat should live forever <laughs> the comment section not the live chat i'm sorry about that i've never seen you in the chat either made it to the couch are you a rumble plant i love rumble by the way if you are i hate youtube if there's any conservatives on youtube i've said it before they're not they're not pushing hard enough i'm banned on youtube try harder youtube sucks rumbles where it's at <laughs> oh. I do promote my stuff. I mean, look, I have the giant Patriot Cigar Company logo behind me. I wear the shirt every day. I got to be honest, though, like there are people that are at, that, that are contacting me saying, hey, we want to sponsor your show and do ad reads. And I'm not interested because I'm not here to grift for money. I self-sponsor. I have a business. You want to support me and you don't smoke cigars, buy a T-shirt, buy a hat. I have some great hats coming, by the way. They're out of stock right now, but I have three different hats coming. You want to support my brand, Patriot Cigar Company. Maybe you know someone that smokes cigars and stuff like that. I don't want to sit here and do my pillow. I don't want to sit here and do like, oh, feel the greens. I don't want to sit here and do, hey, this pill's going to make your whatever, do whatever. That's not what I'm here for. It's not. I'm, I do this because I enjoy it. I love it because I love America. And I hate the people that are trying to destroy it. And, that, and that's, that's where I'm at with that. All right. We've got some other stuff to cover. I'm going to get through it. And uh, I'm still going. Hit the thumbs up if you haven't already. Thank you, Laura Ann. Please smash that thumbs up button. Please, please, please. Salty Cracker needs a cigar guy. You know, if, if someone can hook me up with him, um, because I do sponsor other shows. I sponsor Steak for Breakfast podcast. I sponsor The Dilly Show, which will be on at 12. Uh, and, and, and The Dilly 300 have been great supporters of my Patriot Cigars. 
YouTube is full blown AIDS, hundred percent. Laura Ann, um, I support a lot of other smaller shows out there. Roger Stone's radio show on WABC on Sundays and his show on Rumble, The Stone Zone. And um, who else? There's a few others out there. I actually, just because we're we're both so busy, but I'll soon be uh, doing a sponsorship with the uh, crazy bass Laura Loomer. We just have to nail it down. But uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all about doing stuff like that. But I would love to get a hold of someone over at Salty Cracker. I, we, me and my wife watch his videos constantly. We love it, and uh, try to catch his live streams. But I would I would definitely do something with the uh, with him as far as sponsoring for uh, with the cigars. So if anybody knows how to get in touch with him, an email or something like that, you let me know. Or if you actually have contact with him, tell him to get in touch with me, and. Uh, I would love it. All right, moving on. Jeffrey Epstein in the news. And we were talking about him earlier with Judge Angeron, who looks like a typical Epstein client, a regular over on Epstein Island. Well, his victims are renewing calls for Prince Andrew, the pedophile prince. Tell me he's not. Go ahead. To meet FBI investigators as his good friend Peter Nygaard is convicted of sexual assault. This was uh, from earlier in the week, a couple days ago. Another week, another Prince Andrew sex assault-related controversy. The guy's a pedophile. There's pictures of him with uh, Elaine Maxwell and that, that young girl. And, you know, he denied it. He's a sicko. He was stripped of his royalty, I believe, by the queen, who, you know, now is dead. But the, guy, the guy's a pedophile. He's a pervert. We know it. They know it. It's just nothing's being done. The Jeffrey Epstein saga began far, being far from over. There is now another irritant in the mix, disgraced fashion mogul Peter Nygaard. Andrew was reportedly Nygaard's friend, have, having been hosted by the Finnish-Canadian businessman in his estate in the Bahamas. Nygaard's recent conviction of sexual assault comes as another piece of the puzzle of the Duke of York's constant association with sex offenders. Pervs and pedos, they should all fucking hang. Pervs and pedos, they should all get killed by a gang. I just made that up. I just riffed. Did you like it? Did you like it? His longtime association with convicted sex offenders Jeffrey Epstein and Elaine Maxwell have been explored in the media in a myriad, myriad of ways. A thousand cuts to his frayed reputation leading to his removal as a working royal and his loss of many associated titles and privileges. You're fucking kids. You can't be royal anymore, sicko. There's Prince Andrew with Jeffrey Epstein top, and there he is with... Yelaine Maxwell by bottom. And look, they've known you're gonna you hung out with these pedo, this pedo crew, that these pedo partners for that long, and you're gonna tell me that you never fucked a kid. Stop it. Stop it. Pedos would make great dog food. Feed the starving puppers with pedo meat. It's delicious and nutritious. Give your pup what it really needs, and it's pedo meat. That should be a great fucking commercial. Let's go, memers. Andrew is now facing renewed calls to meet FBI investigators. Like, they ain't going to fucking do anything anyway. After Nygaard was convicted on four counts of sexual assault. Pervert. Pervert times four. Times four. Oh, we're moving right along now. 
You probably got another 20. My pen died again. He's like, oh, man. You buy pens in bulk, and they last for about 20 minutes. Whatever. Fucking pen. Uh, now victims of Prince Andrew's friend, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, have accused the prince of being dishonest over his claim to want to help them get justice. Come on. Andrew's island visit to second tycoon facing child sex claims. Yeah. Spencer Coven, who represents several women abused by Epstein, if Prince Andrew is innocent, he should provide a full interview to the FBI. His continued silence in the face of multiple close friends being convicted of sexual assault, Elaine Maxwell, and now Peter Nygaard, reeks of guilty conscience. Why wouldn't you come out and have a full-blown conversation with the FBI? Or you know what? Just do a 60 minutes. Do something. Answer some tough questions. I don't know. Another victim of Epstein's die? How about that? How about just die? How about just die another victim of epstein's abuse 35 said andrew's words were just hollow it is clear to many he never had any intention of helping any of us andrew settled with epstein's victim virginia goofrey for the reported amount of 12 million euros why would you settle why why would you settle with somebody if you didn't do anything Goofrey, I can never say her name right. If I'm if I'm botching it, sorry. This Virginia Goofrey was Epstein ex, et, wow, Epstein's sex slave. It's like a tongue twister. Epstein's sex slave, and accused the Duke of sleeping with her. A claim Andrew denied, as he admitted as he admitted no liability in the settlement. These people are sick. They need to be made dog food. Yeah. It, re- it really is sick. He's a pedophile. And unfortunately, nobody's going to do anything about it, and he's going to die an innocent pedophile. He is guilty, but he'll die in the eyes of the public. Well, not us. He, a non-convicted pedophile, he'll die as. Not an innocent pedophile. I retract that. He's going to die as a not-convicted pedophile. He's a piece of shit, and he's a kid fucker. And again, it's what we're up against. That's what we're up against, people. It's just the way it is. Uh, a couple border things, a couple border issues I wanted to get a hold of because, again, again, it's all part of the plan. Literally, the illegals pouring into our country, invading our country, outpacing American-born babies being, you know, being born. It's a fact. We cannot repopulate this country fast enough on the pace that we are suffering from this illegal alien invasion. And there's no end in sight. So, you know, you people need to start hunkering down and making babies. If you're if you're at the age where you can make babies, figure it out and make some. Otherwise, you know, this country's fucked. Biden's border crisis: hundreds of illegal aliens cross the Rio Grande into Eagle Pass, Texas again. Now, Texas just passed that law that if they're coming in here illegally and they're caught by the Texas State Patrol, Texas State whatever that they could face misdemeanor and felony charges and be deported. It's a state crime because a black Democrat Texas uh, representative had called that tactic enforcing laws racist. The invasion at the southern border continues with literally no end in sight. Let us once again thank the Biden regime for this disaster. Thank you, Joe Biden. Earlier on Wednesday, a large group of illegal aliens crossed the Rio Grande into Eagle Pass, Texas. One would ask, where is the Border Patrol? 
Instead of protecting the border and preventing this invasion, many of our great agents are instead being used to process illegals and let them into our country. They're using them as fucking bell hops, loading up Border Patrol pickup trucks with bags, escorting them into the country. I will take your bag, sir. Will you need anything for your stay? Oh, how about a free credit card or a free plane ticket? Maybe a hand job. <sighs> More than 10 million illegal aliens have crossed over the U.S. border since Joe Biden was installed in January 2021. Wow. In two years. Three years, right? <clears throat> 10 million happening now. Hundreds lunge into the Rio Grande and cross into the Eagle Pass. Look. Look at this. <clears throat> this is America. This is our border. Look at these people. They're coming, man. You know, a lot of these aren't even fucking Mexicans. They're like, you know, Africans and shit. They all know where they're going. Syrians, terrorist cells. Need to populate the river with millions of meth gators with daddy issues. <laughs> they should be throwing piranhas in there. Alligators, crocodiles, fucking landmines. Sharks with laser beams on their heads. I like it. Release the meth gators. Nah, because you know what? That they'll just get injured, and we'll have to spend money on that too. I mean, just not a, I just I go landmines, just explosions. We need a minefield. We need minefield snipers and killdozers. That's what we need at the border. We need that. Hold on, I got another. I don't know why I did that. Sorry. This is happening because those that are crossing into the U.S. illegally won't be stopped. They understand that the Biden regime will let them in. They're even saying, well, why are you coming? Because Biden is allowing it. This is a coordinated and intentional effort to flood our country with illegals. Our Constitution under Article 4, Section 4, gives the United States the power and the obligation to protect us from invasion. This is clearly an invasion. Napalm would work too. Get your gas mask on. It's about to get cloudy. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The Gateway Pundit has been consistently reporting on the invasion at the border, and most other places are not. In September, the report showed illegals flooding into Eagle Pass, Texas, with help from, their bo from the Border Patrol. They were helped by the Border Patrol as they cut the barbed wire to help them cross into the United States, which I don't understand what's going on. If I'm a Border Patrol agent, I'm not listening to an order to cut the barbed wire. If there's somebody stuck in the barbed wire that needs to be pulled out, unfortunately, you have to cut it. But it should not be cut to let these people in. Install the meth gators after we put the politicians on the other side. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's Eagle Pass back in, uh, this is back in September. But there's another video. In Eagle Pass, Texas, we're just where just cutting ago, the barbed wire. Customs and Border Protection Why? cut a hole through the concertina wire that has been stretched by Texas DPS along the border there to allow migrants to come through. It was initially a group of about 60 to 70 people. It swelled to some 300 very, very quickly. Uh, some women and children who were sort of in the middle of the river were picked up um, by, I guess it would be Texas DPS because they're running the airboats there. All right. So, on this topic, the same thing. Here's the problem, too. You realize 
all of the lives of border patrol agents that we're putting at risk that they're that our country is putting at risk every day because of these people that they have to go on there and, and, and rescue um, migrant rescues and body recoveries continue along Texas border river. There's literally border patrol agents in that photo trying to revive a migrant child because it drowned. The kid drowned. The amount of dead by and I will tell you this because I have I have very tight sources within the border patrol. A lot of deaths we're not even hearing about. Children, they're fishing bodies out of the Rio Grande, floating, unaccompanied kids. Like, I, I feel horrible for them. Border patrol agents and Texas law enforcement officers continue to rescue migrant migrant uh, in, migrants in danger of drowning as they attempt to cross the Rio Grande from Mexico. Unfortunately, some are not as fortunate and die while attempting the dangerous border crossing. Nobody's talking about this. U.S. Border Patrol Chief Jason Owens posted photos on X about a rescue involving a migrant mother and her two small children. Owens reports the mother and children were swept away by the currents of the river that separates Texas and Mexico. And here you go. And it looks like one of them might not have made it. Tragedy strikes again. This is November 11th. The beginning of this week. Tragedy strikes again. A mother and two children are swept away by the Rio Grande River. Agents and partners pulled them from the water and performed CPR on the young girls. We're pray on the young girl. We're praying for the best. This is what our agents see every day and why we always move mountains to save lives when they're not being used as fucking bellhops and for processing people coming through the border like social workers photo shows a border patrol agent and texas law enforcement partners performing cpr on the on one of the children texas department of public safety spokeswoman lieutenant chris alvarez also posted a report on the november 11th incident alvarez reported that dps tactical marine unit in florida fish and wildlife commission agents assigned to border duties under governor greg abbott's operation lone star began searching for a family group swept away by the river currents drowning details on november 11th at 8 10 a.m texas dps the tactical marine unit in florida uh fish and wildlife responded to a call from the texas national guard re regarding a family group swept away by the river current after attempting to cross the rio grande a let's open this up a 17-year-old male was found and recovered from the river in critical condition. At 9.05 a.m., DPS-TMU recovered an unresponsive 7-year-old female child from the river. Both victims were transported to Fort Duncan Regional Hospital where the 7-year-old succumbed to the drowning. So the 7-year-old died. There's the update. That 7-year-old died, and it's a fucking shame. It really is. And, and, and just remember, people... They're recovering bodies of kids in the Rio Grande that have drowned because we're allowing them here. And we have Republicans that voted not to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the architect of America's invasion. He's the architect of America's invasion. And Alejandro Mayorkas is not being held accountable. Instead, he'll blame it on the previous administration who broke the immigration process which is compl a complete lie yes but they're not staying home because they're told to come here they were told to come here 
Remember Joe Biden's vice president uh, presidential debate? We will surge the border. This is what's happening. <clears throat> Here's a video of uh, this is News Nation reporting on it. Been going on, and how many people are trying right now to cross? Yeah, Marnie, this scene's been unfolding for about two hours now, kind of winding down a little bit in the sense that Texas DPS just pulled the rope from the migrants in the middle of the river that were trying to use that rope to get across because this river's really deceiving. It's very swift. It is higher than waist deep, and there are a lot of women and kids out here. And unfortunately, we have seen Florida uh, Wildlife Commission and Texas DPS have to do several rescues out here, conducting several rescues and pulling several people from the water. We've seen uh, two individuals receive CPR. So far, it is an, an awful chaotic scene out here, but we ask these individuals, why are you crossing this way? Why are you crossing illegally? And do you know it's illegal? And they say, yes, they know it's illegal, but they don't have any other choice. Uh, we know that there is a CBP-1 app. We know that there is an option. We know that the port of entry is is only uh, a mile away, Marnie. So they're, they're crossing right here and they're putting themselves at risk because they're saying they want the American dream. A lot of the individuals that we're talking to, they're from Venezuela. Uh, some of the individuals are from Guatemala. Now it was really- They want the American dream. The Democrats want potential voters. The Democrats want to move forward with their great replacement theory and replace us, American-born citizens, which we cannot populate enough to overcome it. They do have a choice, but the choice to them is clear. Come to America where they can get free shit. So if you had a choice, stay home or come here, stay home where it sucks, or come here where we'll give you all kinds of free shit and you could probably end up being an entrepreneur or something and make a shit ton of money, maybe even do better than Americans because that's a society we live in now. The choice is clear to them. Desperate people do desperate things. I mean, you get the point. I, I, don't, I don't need to play this whole thing because there's, there's one other important thing that I, I, I want to cover, and it's really sad because this is happening too, and no one, no one ever wants to talk about this. Border Patrol now Border Patrol agents are getting hurt, they're getting assaulted, they're getting they're getting beat up and they're dying. But they, some are, some have even they don't want to talk about the Border Patrol suicides from the stress at work, from what's going on and how helpless they feel and what they're seeing. They don't want to talk about that. The suicide statistics among Border Patrol agents are real. And they're really fucked up. A Border Patrol agent is dead after an accident in Southern Arizona. He was doing his job trying to nab illegal immigrants and he got into an accident. He wasn't killed by an illegal immigrant. He was killed in doing his job of protecting the border. Because maybe if we had secure borders or the border was shut down, that particular agent might not have having, had to have gone after illegal immigrants. A Border Patrol agent is dead after an accident in Southern Arizona. The Cochise County Sheriff's Office said 44-year-old agent, he's my age, Freddie Ortiz died at a hospital in Douglas, Arizona on Tuesday. Ortiz was operating an ATV vehicle and traveling westbound in the border town while responding to a call reporting suspected illegal aliens when the ATV left the roadway and collided with a light pole. It's, it's horrible. I mean, 
And he was later pronounced dead at Copper Queen Hospital. And it's sad. This guy is charged with protecting our border and enforcing immigration laws, which they don't even want him to do. These Border Patrol agents are there. Most of them, there are some bag of shit Border Patrol agents. I hear stories all the time. They're just there for a paycheck. But the majority of them are there because they want to serve their country in protecting the border of this great nation. And they don't want them to. And then things like this happen, and it's really sad. Here he is. Agent Freddie Ortiz, Douglas Border Patrol Station, the ATV unit. Yesterday, time ended for a true hero, a United States Border Patrol agent who died in the line of duty. Say a prayer for Freddie Ortiz and his family. May God grant him rest and eternal peace. Prayers for his soul and all his co-workers in Douglas, Arizona. Alejandro Mayorkas was given a pass by eight Republicans that specifically voted to shelf his impeachment and then another either 11 or 13 that didn't care to vote at all. And all they needed was three Republicans to vote against it. Alejandro Mayorkas will never be held accountable, and I believe if they focused all their efforts on going after him for the blatant crimes against humanity and federal immigration laws and federal law that he's violated since he's been Secretary of Homeland Security, he would be held accountable. But instead, we're going to go after some old, insulated piece of shit sitting in the Oval Office that's never going to get impeached. And I could get less if Hunter Biden never spends a day in jail. Hunter Biden is not in charge. I don't care about Hunter Biden. I care about Border Patrol agents dying. I care about our Border Patrol agents fishing seven-year-old girls out, whether they're American or not, out of our waterways and doing CPR on them where they later die. I care about Americans dying from fentanyl overdoses. I care about Americans being murdered and raped by sick fucks from Africa and Venezuela and Mexico and they're emptying out their prisons. I care about the fentanyl. The thing, the material to, to, to make fentanyl is coming from China, but Joe Biden's saying, yeah, well, we, we, we're getting them to slow it down, slow down the murder of Americans. <laughs> that they're taking over cities, and no one's being held accountable. It's just being allowed to happen. Texas is, and I don't like Greg Abbott, but is the only state, and he's not doing it, he's just going to sign it, is putting into law that it's a state crime to break the to break the law coming into the state illegally. I'm sure it'll get appealed. There'll be some some bullshit about it, but it's not going to stop from all these nightmares from happening. And it's sad, and it, and it should be sad, and it should be disheartening, and it should it should piss you the fuck off. And again, our members of Congress have the attitude of they don't work for us. We're the peasants. They hate us. <laughs> They're worried about their political career and how they're perceived among their peers and in the media instead of actually standing up for the American people and protecting our country and defending the Constitution of the United States, which they took an oath to do and they violate every day. It's really sad. It's really fucked. It really is. Really, really is. They want to go after... Americans who were in an unrestricted area in uh, January 6th on the Capitol grounds and have banks give the FBI information on them. And that's just a reality. 
As you, know, you talk about subpoenas. This is just really quick breeze and throw it. Jim Jordan subpoenas Bank of America over giving Americans bank info to FBI after January 6th. This is the shit that's happening to people with political views different than these Marxist, sick, anti-American commies. On Thursday, he subpoenaed the Bank of America after the major banks shared American banking information to the FBI without legal process in Washington, D.C. around January 6th. That's really all there is to that. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. Just know that banking institutions are giving up your information to the federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies because of your political beliefs. And it's going to continue happening. It will continue to happen. It is... It is urban decay to a new level. We the people are being violated every day. And here in New York City, this is the ultimate goal, people. Because if they can get police departments to struggle financially and downsize and maybe even smaller departments to be sucked into bigger departments and completely disband and they can maybe bring in a federal law enforcement agency, a one-stop shop federal law enforcement agency in every city and state and do away with local authorities, they would do it in a minute. And it may take 10 years, it may take 20 years, but in 30 years from now, you may see actual cities and cities give up their police departments over to the state. And then you may give, you may have state departments like, oh, we can't, we can't, we can't handle this. Oh, the feds will step in because we're the government and we're here to help. New York City Mayor Adams, who's probably going to jail. The FBI took his cell phones and iPads and they're going after his, uh, his staff and fundraisers and treasurers and things like that. New York City Mayor announced the city will reduce NYPD officers to below 30,000. Slash education department due to financial impact of illegal aliens. I don't care about the education department because government-run education departments are fake and gay and bullshit and filled with disgusting messaging, anti-American messaging. But look at this. This is all part of the big plan, I think. Forcing cities to do things like this. New York City is overrun with illegal aliens, and New York City is footing the bills. I mean, big, beautiful hotels filled with five, four, five, six thousand illegal aliens. It is amazing. And it's due to financial impact of illegal aliens. The November financial plan update. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, complete piece of shit, former New York City police captain, on Thursday announced new budget cuts due to the financial strain of hordes of illegal aliens causing the city. There aren't enough cops out on patrol now in New York City, and the ones that are there are not allowed to do anything because crime is running rampant. New York City, something very bad is going to happen in New York City come the summertime. It's going to fucking implode. It's going to be the next Detroit. It is going to employ, implode. I mean, business is going out of business because they're tired of getting robbed and pulling out of the city. It is, it'll be Detroit. Let's go right to the video of this asshole. But th- this is what they want. This is the same guy who wants, who criticizes Joe Biden on the immigration but doesn't want the border closed. It's very odd. My fellow New Yorkers, In recent months, our administration has delivered for you over and over again. Jobs are up, crime is down, and every day we're delivering for working people. But for months, you've heard me talk about the fiscal challenges 
our city is facing as the costs of the asylum seeker humanitarian crises have skyrocketed, placing great strain on our budget. At the same time, COVID-19 stimulus funding is sunsetting. We have been clear that without significant timely action from our state and federal partners, we will be forced to make some tough choices. As we have made these hard choices, well-being of New Yorkers has always been our top priority. We have not only managed taxpayer dollars responsibly and balanced the budget as required by law, All lies. we have done so while minimizing disruption to the services New Yorkers rely on. Until now. In September, we directed every city agency to reduce city-funded spending by 5%. Since then, every agency has found savings with minimum disruption to services and no tax increases. Our efforts were successful. Today, we are delivering our November financial plan update with a balanced budget, just like you and your families must do when you sit down at your kitchen table and pay your bills every month. But while we succeeded, make no mistake, we are not out of the woods. We added billions of dollars to care for the migrants. COVID funding is sunsetting. You wanted them. We a $7 billion budget gap in the coming fiscal year. That is the reality we are facing. And if circumstances don't change dramatically, city agencies will be forced to reduce city funding spending by 5% two more times within the next six months. That would mean disruptions to the services we all rely on. We cannot afford to be divided as a city in this moment. We must come together and speak with one voice to Albany and Washington, D.C. to get the support we need. We urge you to join us in that call. I have been in this city through good times and difficult times. Despite the challenges ahead of us, we will continue to come back. He's so full of shit, and, you, and you're absolutely right. 100%, just like Cuomo, he spoke out against the Democrat regime, and they got rid of him. They got rid of him. He spoke out against the migrant crisis, but then said, oh, but we shouldn't close the border. They're going after him. I don't see him being mayor too much longer after the new year, if he makes it that long. I think they're going to get something. He's going to get forced to resign. He's a crook. He's a scumbag. <laughs> Racist anyway. We'll see what happens. But this is, this is all what they want. This is exactly what they want. And New York City is going to suffer like you would not believe. And it's, it all trickles down. It is what it is. They're going to get rid of them. But meanwhile, meanwhile, another quick story. Not going to spend much time on it, but I want it to be known that it's out there. And who's covering it and who's not? And who's going to talk about it and who's not? Pentagon just failed its sixth straight audit, and there were trillions of dollars missing. Oh, does that surprise you? Where are the trillions of dollars going? Back into Democrat campaign coffers, Ukraine. Who knows where it's going? Who knows where it's going? Government contracts that are just swept under the rug and not told about and not spoken about. Bureaucracy, deep state bullshit. <clears throat> just failed its sixth audit. And in October, they were crying 
The Pentagon was crying that it was broke to Congress. Now this. Now this. Money missing. Considered that the world is on fire under Biden, now would be a good time to have our Defense Department in order, but no such luck. Trillions missing. Pentagon fails sixth straight audit with little improvement from last year. The Department of Defense failed its sixth straight audit with a little positive change from the year prior, despite pledges from Pentagon leaders to make improvements on the massive undertaking each year. They're also spending money on uh, gender reaffirming uh, surgeries for our military and other things and abortions. I think they're paying for abortions or they want to pay for abortions. Auditors gave seven of the department's 29 sub-agencies a clean audit in 2023 with no change from the 2022 audit, according to a Wednesday statement, although it's not a surprise that the DOD hasn't been able to account for its $3.8 trillion enterprise and $4 trillion in liabilities scattered across 50 states and 4,500 sites globally. DOD, DOD officially previously said they expected to see incremental improvement, Defense News reported. Auditing the department's $3.8 trillion in assets and $4 trillion in liability is a massive undertaking, said Pentagon Comptroller Michael McCord. But the improvements and changes we are making every day as a result of these audits positively affect Every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, guardian, and DOD civilian. It's all word salad. Trillions of dollars are missing. It's kind of a big deal. Rand Paul puts out a tweet. The recent failure of the Pentagon's sixth audit couldn't make it clear that we need accountability and transparency. It's time to independently audit the Pentagon. No institution is above scrutiny, especially the DOD with the largest budget of any federal agency. They just love love it when they're missing money, right? And and not do anything about it, not find out where the missing money is or how it goes missing. <clears throat> they don't got no calculators to manage the money. <laughs> Three hundred and seventy-five million, actually, Laura Ann to the FBI for a new headquarters. Three hundred and seventy-five. I thought it was three hundred million. I heard a couple of reports that it was 375. Maybe it's three. It doesn't matter. $1 million is too fucking much. Go fix the cracks in the ceiling at FBI headquarters. That's what Department of General Services is for. In good news, people, we need some good news. New poll finds Donald Trump leading Joe Biden by double digits in Ohio. This is good. This is big. We need this. Joe Biden is losing his incumbent numbers and Donald Trump is gaining them. Donald Trump is a commanding double-digit lead over Joe Biden in Ohio, according to new polling, even when you take third-party candidates into consideration, like RFK, which is good here. Trump still comes out on top. This is very good news for Trump because Ohio is a must-win state. Unless, of course, you're trying to prevent murdering of children, then it's a state you don't want to go to because now they voted to murder kids. Yep, Donald Trump double-digit lead over Joe Biden in a hypothetical head-to-head race in Ohio, which grows when third-party candidates are in the mix while he dominates his Republican primary challengers per a poll. It's an Emerson College poll, which is great. Good. Trump supporters were asked if they would still vote for Trump if he were convicted down to the down the line in one of his four criminal cases. More than four in five would vote for Trump even if convicted, me included, while 7% would not support him. 12% are unsure if a conviction would change their minds. 
When the ballot is expanded to include include declared third-party presidential candidates, independent Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is just a sick leftist progressive, don't let him fool you, and Green Party candidate Cornell West and progressive Jill Stein, Biden loses more support than Trump, whose lead expands. So they'll vote for a third party over Joe Biden, but Trump will gain or they'll they'll gain support. They'll vote for Trump rather. Oh, that's great. That's good. Ohio poll. This is comes out. This came out yesterday at a little afternoon. The 2024 presidential GOP primary. Trump 62, Haley 10. Nikki Haley Birdbrain is beating Meatball DeSantis. Nikki Haley Birdbrain is beating the meatball. It does not get any better than that, people. It does not. Ramaswamy, 6%. Christy, 2 The Twinkie King of New Jersey with 2%. And the other no names, 1%. That is good news. There's one other thing I want to lead off on. Leave off on. As far as Donald Trump. So... I had the uh, honor of being on a pod podcast not too long ago, Steak for Breakfast, and I was on there during an interview with the great Dr. Uh, ben Carson. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got to talk to him on air. Got to talk to him a little bit off air. And let me tell you something. Speaking to that man and realizing how brilliant he is, truly is, and how kind-hearted and how much he, him and his wife, they're so in love and they truly love America and they want children to prosper in this country with the education programs that they are now offering. The neurosurgeon went from auto mechanics to neurosurgeon. Laura Ann, you just pulled it out of my soul. I'm telling you right now, my number one pick for vice president is the great Dr. Ben Carson. He's level-headed. And for those that feel that, you know, Donald Trump may need a little reining in, I think he's the guy to do it. Donald Trump respects him unbelievably and i think he would bring a great dynamic to the presidency to the ticket and i'm going to tell you and and he and he's he he's brilliant he's brilliant he wrote a um he wrote a column dr ben carson that came out uh yesterday actually yesterday morning in the des moines register it's short, but I want to read it because I just want I want to read Dr. Ben Carson's words. And I'm I'm gonna read it. I, I think I think it's unbelievable. Our economy is being devoured by inflation, our border is being overrun, our cities are rife with crime, our children are being indoctrinated in school, our government is being weaponized against its people, Israel is under attack, and our country is being laughed at on the world stage. We have very serious problems confronting our country right now, and they require courage and bold leadership. We need a president who will always stand strong, who will tell it like it is, and who will put our country first. For this reason and so many more, I'm endorsing Donald J. Trump for president of the United States, and I encourage all of my friends in Iowa to caucus for him in, on January 15th. So that was his endorsement. Trump's first term saw a great renewal of the American spirit and the traditional values that made our country the greatest on earth. He ended federal taxpayer funding for abortion providers and vigorously defended the religious liberty of pro-life groups. He affirmed and defended the conscious rights of religious Americans, 
fought back against critical race theory, radical gender theory, and other toxic left-wing ideologies in our government and schools, and championed a positive, inspiring, and unifying understanding of American history and identity. Trump named nearly 300 conservative judges to the federal bench, including three Supreme Court justices dedicated to interpreting our Constitution as written. Most, con- most consequentially, Justices Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett were pivotal roles in overturning Roe v. Wade last year and delivering the greatest victory for pro-life Americans in 50 years. Under Trump, we also had a strong economy, a secure border, no foreign wars, and peace breaking out in the Middle East for the first time in decades. Less than three years after Trump left office, our country and the world are in serious trouble. After Trump held Russia's Vladimir Putin in check for four years, Russia launched an assault on Ukraine just over a year into Biden's presidency. Joe Biden's appeasement of Iran paved the way for Hamas, horrific, Hamas's horrific attack on Israel, the most savage murder of Jews since the Holocaust. China is ascendant, and the American military is suffering a decline in recruitment and morale. At home, inflation is rampant. Authorities recorded a record 270,000 attempted illegal border crossings in September, more than the population of Des Moines in a single month. The murder rates in some cities are spiraling out of control. We've lost sight of who we are as a country to the point where we now celebrate the murder of the unborn as empowering and perform gruesome surgeries on kids to affirm misguided beliefs about gender. In school, kids are taught to hate their country, not love it, and our country's greatest heroes are slandered as racists and sexists. As bad thing as bad as things are, I still believe America's best days are yet to come, especially if we return Donald Trump to the White House. When I was secretary of the US Department of Housing and Urban Development, I got to see the real President Trump, not the caricature created by the liberal media. Every time I called him, he answered or called me right back. He listened intently whenever I spoke and often asked for my input. He was thoughtful and reflective, but also tough and uncompromising on his core principles. He always put the best interests of the country first, not personal preference or partisan ideology. Most tellingly of all, Trump was never afraid to ask for my prayers as he led our country through the highs and lows, prayers which I was always ready to offer for him and still do to this day. This is the president that oversaw one of the greatest periods of growth and prosperity in our nation's history. We, he did it once and he can do it again. The rest of the 2024 Republican primary candidates, here is my message. With the future of the country at stake, individual aspirations must be on hold. It's clear that Trump still has the overwhelming support and confidence of the party, and it's time to rally around him. The surest way to ensure that Joe Biden and the Democrats remain in power is if we tear ourselves apart by letting our own egos and personal ambitions get in the way of focusing on the real threat at hand. I'll never claim to be a great politician, but one thing I did learn is that whenever your enemies are the most scared, that's when you know you're doing something right. When I see how hard the left is weaponizing the legal system and try and destroy Trump, I see how terrified they are running against him in 2024, which is one reason why he must be our nominee.
Last paragraph. 59 years ago in October of 1964, a rising star within the Republican Party named Ronald Reagan declared that Americans had a rendezvous with destiny. He warned that the choice facing the country was to preserve for our children. This was the best hope of man on earth or will sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Part of the reason I entered politics in the first place is because I am a father and a grandfather, and I am deeply concerned about the country. I will be leaving, I will be leaving to them. Our era's rendezvous with destiny is here, and Donald J. Trump is the man to lead us out of the darkness and into the light. Words of Dr. Ben Carson, who I 100% want to see as vice president. 100%. Uh, yeah, he was a secretary of HUD. It, that that's that's what he did in Trump uh, administration. Was that the stake that you mentioned, Lady G in pink general's uniform, leading the furry force? It could have been. It could have been that one. Lady G is another douchebag. I just want to smack across when the. <laughs> yeah, he has a he has like that cult following in uh, in South Carolina. It is what it is, but. I feel as though North Carolina and South Carolina could be taken over by liberal leaders any moment. The area I live in is turning blue. Oh, you're here. Hilton Head, South Carolina is turning blue. You see that in like in, in how they're voting, Laura Ann. <clears throat> For me, it's Dr. Carlson. Dr. Ben Carlson right now. Carson, not Carlson. Like I, I, I just intertwined him and Tucker Carlson. Hey, but it's not Ben Carson. I would go with Tucker Carlson, but no, seriously. I think Ben Carson is the um, is the choice. I'm going to leave it there, people. I'm going to leave us with another great video. This is uh, ah soul memes from the Dilly Meme Team and um, Miguel California, and it's a pretty great end to a Freedom Friday because MAGA is all we need. Love it. There's enough MAGA energy to go around. Just let it flow. America, the California. I love the dance.
I love it. MAGA energy, people. Listen, have a great weekend. It's Freedom Friday. Enjoy it. I will see you all Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern right here. MAGA Mondays, as usual. And uh, have a great weekend. I'll see you soon. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot Cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot Cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot Cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America and God bless Patriot Cigars.